3: You just Whoa.
0: won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Powered by Air Transat.
1: Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi, Roz. No, is that Mocha? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey. Hi, Roz.
4: Hi, love. What's up? What's your name? Oh, clearly, I'm not needed here.
1: My name
5: is I want to say, well, I want you to ask me who I think is the best.
1: Oh. oh okay. As opposed to who's your favorite? <laughs> yeah. Between <laughs> Roz you. and Mocha, Who's the best? ross ah uh, why is that have you seen him Oof. every single day oh oh my
5: god like he is the ultimate that's it no words
4: wow the ultimate yeah. what
5: the ultimate man yeah,
4: I yeah. Say that the one
5: but... and only ross veston i follow him on instagram uh. and i see your like little things on there right when you guys are doing the show yeah oh my god how can ross not be the best Like, the way he sits, the way he talks, his hair, his clothes, everything,
1: man. Uh Uh-huh. But, Parsa, in your opinion, Roz is the ultimate man. He sure is. Like, you stick by that. I sure do. That phrase right there, the ultimate man. Yeah, man. No. Don't do with
6: this.
3: Don't do. Don't you do with this what you did with Smooth Cool Dude. Hey, hey, you're the Smooth Cool Dude. Parsa, why? Why? Let me ask you a question. Okay, hold on. No.
1: No questions. Attention everybody. No. Ultimate man is the new smooth cool dude. <laughs> Again, you're going to have to add that to your Twitter bio.
4: Why is it? Why is it that when people call up to compliment me, uh-huh. they always phrase it in a way that puts me yeah. in a position to get roasted for yeah. the next year and it's a It's because you're the ultimate man.
7: <laughs>
1: <Stop>. <laughs> Listen, Mocha, you need to stop. What? <laughs> I love Roz. I know, because he's the ultimate man. <laughs> yeah, man. He's yeah. a smooth, cool dude. No. He sure is. No, Parson, no! <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay, no. no.
7: Whatever you say, Roz, how do you want me to say it?
5: Ah,
4: oh, sweetheart, I love you. Thank you so much.
5: Oh, I love you too. You're the best. You guys are great. You make me smile every morning. You you're great dads I know that and uh, keep doing what you're doing
1: right thank you very much
2: Parza take care bye now Roz yeah. I've changed your Wikipedia well, shut up <laughs> to <out, Marry.
1: laughs>
8: the ultimate man the Roz and Mocha show podcast
2: did you just smell your armpit yeah I don't think my deodorant took what do you mean it didn't take you know like something that you have like that window to put the deodorant on and if it's not in that window you're screwed <laughs> no <laughs> how long did you wait like I had to squeegee the shower and I think I squeegeed too long so I missed the window for deodorant to take. So you yeah. took
4: a shower then worked up a sweat?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how
9: dirty is your shower?
1: <laughs> All right. How about we play Five in Seven? This
0: is Five in Seven.
4: Five in Seven, very easy. Not for who? <laughs> We will ask Dammit Mori to name five things. He has seven seconds to name those five things. I will be asking the questions. Mocha, you will be the official judge and timekeeper. Perfect. Dammit, Mori, are you ready? Okay. Mori, name five cartoon birds. Tweety Bird, um, the one in the Paula Abdul
2: video. Um, the bird uh. zooza. <laughs> In The Paula Abdul video wasn't it a cat? The walking up the stairs was it a cat? It was a cat. Okay, so
4: Tweety Bird. I <laughs> uh, would have given you. Uh, wait, let's go. Even just going with the ducks, could have given you Daffy Duck, Donald Duck. Would have given you Road Runner. You said Tweety Bird, uh, Sylvester, Woody Woodpecker. No, Sylvester is a cat. Also a cat. <laughs> Do
9: you not know the difference between cats and birds?
4: Apparently not. <laughs> Next question. Okay, uh, damn it, Maury. Name five foods in French. A hamburger. Um. Poutin.
2: Um. Uh. Loser. Hold on. Can you repeat the first one again? Hamburger. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> hamburger. Oh! <laughs> say, say, say it one more time. Hamburger. 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 <laughs> <laughs> more. what have given you fromage? I was thinking about how to say cheese. Uh, escargot. That's not French.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> uh, poulet chicken. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh damn it Mori. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Name five black and white movies. Uh black and white movies.
2: Okay. Casablanca. Um with half of well, uh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't half of Wizard
7: of Oz, anyway. <laughs>
4: like uh, maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, in th- total. There, there are some classics more. would have given you It's a Wonderful Life, would have given you Psycho, would have given you King oh, Kong. Psycho, I like that one. Mother, mm-hmm. blood. <laughs> 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 uh, Damn it, Mori. Name five words that rhyme with bikini. Bikini, uh, sashimi, um,
2: uh, the bikini, sashimi. B- um,
4: tatini. Uh, martini. <laughs> what doing, what's a, what's a tatini? <laughs> what exactly? E- explain, what, what is a tatini? I think it it's like? a smaller drink. Okay. Oh, so it's martini and then tatini. <laughs> That's <T-tini. Okay.
7: laughs> a smaller martini.
4: Uh What are the five words? Oh, oh, bikini. Oh, like uh, zucchini linguine. Oh, zucchini.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't eat zucchini.
4: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, damn it, Maury. Name five ways to cook a chicken. Okay, so um, in the oven,
2: barbecued, um, boiled. Um, How to cook a chicken? steamed loser. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Steamed chicken?
4: What, are we living in the depression? (laughs) Come on over to the house. Me and Matthew are serving up boiled chicken. (laughs) Boiled
2: chicken! Ew. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, would have given you barbecue. Would have given you
4: rotisserie. Oh, Uh, like Swiss Chalet. Would have given you fried... Right. Right. Would have given you roasted. Yeah. I would have even given you, if you had you said chicken wings, I would have given you that. Uh-huh. But steam. <laughs> do you know what a steamed chicken looks like? It's all like white. Yeah. It's gross. It's gross. It's, it's disgusting. Does so it look
2: like my grandmother naked? Excuse <laughs> Like, <laughs> ghibli skin. <laughs> you do know, like wet ghibli skin. I have a question.
4: No. No, I never have. I don't. I don't have a no, question. No, I never
2: have. No, I never have. I'm just trying to think like old skin. <laughs>
4: you, know, you could have said just her elbow. You didn't have to say naked. No, you're right. <laughs> no, you're wrong. loser.
1: And that's how you play five and seven.
8: The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. All right, it's Roz and Mocha.
1: Who's this? hi this is Courtney how are you Courtney I'm great oh
7: my gosh this is crazy you can never get through to you guys
1: (laughs) well there you go what's going on what can we do for you
7: for the 5 and 7 game the buzzer that says loser Mm -hmm. has it always been an automated voice on that because I always swore that that was Roz
1: no that's not Roz's voice no that's a that's a lady's voice
7: it sounds like Ross. Wow. I always thought that it was It sounds like Ross. That's a lady's voice.
4: Yes. yes. A lady from the UK.
7: No way. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's a, that's
4: like Mary Poppins. That's an English woman on there.
7: No, that's my ancestry and I don't hear I hear a man. No. Uh,
4: wow.
1: <laughs> the lady we hired to do that <laughs> voice should be very upset if you ever said that. Oh. If she ever heard you say that.
7: Hey, it's okay. It just means that her voice is very unique.
4: Yeah, it's true.
1: That's there true. you go. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye.
7: Bye.
1: The
8: Rosin Mocha Show Podcast.
1: There's a thread on Reddit that got over 14,000 comments because it's so <laughs> ridiculous. Okay. The subject is what small change would completely change a sport? What small change would completely change a sport. So
4: tweak a sport in one small way that will
1: then completely change it. For example, a second basketball hoop five feet above the first one that's worth double. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Instead of throwing javelins, you have to catch the javelin. (laughs) (laughs) put squeakers inside of boxing clubs (laughs) change soccer so that the ball isn't a ball anymore but a cube (laughs) that that commenter also said I know that would be stupid but still (laughs) Uh, Another one. If a soccer match has a 0-0 score in the last two minutes, sirens go off and (laughs) multi-ball flashes on every screen. A small round hole then opens in the middle of the pitch and 100 additional soccer balls are fired into the air. Players then have two minutes to score as many goals as possible in the remaining time.
4: (laughs) Oh God, I would love soccer.
1: That person really put a lot of thought
4: into that. I would love soccer. Uh,
1: no hockey sticks in hockey. Just high-speed bladed soccer. <laughs> Another comment: white puck in hockey. Oh God, that'd be impossible. Oh, impossible, God. right? Yes. Make half the NASCAR racers go clockwise and the other counterclockwise. <laughs> The triple crown, but riding moose, not horses. (laughs) Fencing, but the swords are on fire. Oh, Jesus. Ultimate frisbee, but the frisbee shocks you from the moment you catch (laughs) to the moment you release. (laughs) Tennis, but there's a golden retriever on each side of the court that just wants the ball. If the dog on your side gets the ball, you lose a point. (laughs) And finally, this thread yeah. on Reddit: What small change, what tweak would completely change a sport, gymnastics, but you have to wear a full set of
4: medieval armor? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be impossible.
8: The Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
4: They say on average we laugh eight times a day. I would say I laugh way more than eight times a yeah. day. Uh, I find eight times is very low, but they say that we laugh eight times a day and they put a list of the things that are universally funny. Oh, okay. So these things are things that the vast majority of us will always laugh at. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, I was just picturing myself in the mirror.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like farts. <laughs> F- uh, farts are not on there burps, really? burps. Uh, watching someone trip and fall <laughs> uh, yeah. puns are on there uh-huh. uh, bad photos of people are on there uh, people mispronouncing words is on there dad jokes are on there reality TV is on there memes and animal videos is on there sitcoms on television uh, the number one thing on the list is uh, things our kids say knock knock jokes are on there oh, yeah. and people still tell knock jock, knock joke. knock 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 who's there who's there no sorry sorry
2: knock knock Sorry? No, who's there? No, are you, you, say are you, you doing a knock knock joke? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh,
7: don't say that.
2: God. Knock knock. Who's there? No. <laughs> Have you never heard a knock knock joke before? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So go. go knock ahead. knock. Okay. Who's there? No. Wait, so you. <laughs> can't okay. Go. Okay, start over. Start over. Me or you? You. Okay. Please. Knock knock. Who's there? Yes. Yes, who? No, cow. No. 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 <laughs> sure. Okay, I have so many. Can okay. we get through one, <laughs> please. please? Okay. Do you not know how to tell knock knock joke? Yes, I'm waiting. Knock knock. Who's there? Cow says. Cow says who? No, a cow says moo. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Knock,
4: Is knock. that the end of the joke? No. Who's there? No. Go. No. Who's no? I say who's there. You don't say who's there. I say who's there. What the hell, man? What's wrong with you today? Nothing. Okay. Go. Okay. Start from the beginning. Yeah, okay, knock,
2: knock. Who's there? <laughs> I'm waiting. You're not supposed to say who's there! But he didn't! Okay, look at me then. Okay, yeah. say it. Knock, knock. Who's there? I'm <laughs> supposed to say who's then there, say not you! It. You haven't said no, it! No, you yet. can't say knock, knock, who's there and point to me! <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock! Who's so, there? Guess. You yes! You said it who? again! Okay. <laughs> yes, who? Oh, huh? I don't get it. <laughs> no, I didn't even say the part yet. Knock, no, no, knock. you said no. No, I said who's there. Yeah, you who's said there? yes, and I said yes. Who? And then you said no. I didn't huh? say yes. I said yes because you said who? Who's there? And I'm like yes. Okay. You're right. Is this part of the say? joke? No. Oh. Knock knock. Who's there? Right. Yeah.
6: <laughs> but yeah. Who?
2: No. Shh. No. Okay. What?
4: Okay. Do you want? Can I just? Okay, Maury. Okay. I. I'm going to tell you the ultimate kid joke right now. Okay. Okay. And this is what I taught my kid, and I will teach it to everybody else's kid right now. Okay. Okay. So first off, goes like this. Uh, why did the chicken cross the road? Why? To get to the idiot's house. <laughs> knock, knock, Maury. Who's there? It's me, the chicken.
7: <laughs>
4: <laughs> See, now that's funny.
8: <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
1: Discover Transat's family collection hotels in nine sun destinations. This collection, amazing, features hotels offering special family perks such as solo parent options, extended kids' club hours. So, listen, parents, you can enjoy a romantic dinner on the beach and resorts that let kids stay and
4: eat for free. We've done one of these... um Vacations down in Mexico, where we had a, a resort that had an incredible kids club. And at first, Roxy was really apprehensive of going because she's like, "I just want to party with you guys." Yeah. And then we brought her to the kids club one day, and they took such great care of her, and it was so full of kids, and they just kept them busy all day that we took her. I went and picked her up to have lunch. Yeah. And I was just going to party with her for the rest of the day, and she was like, "Can I kind of go back to the kids club?" It's and amazing. At that time, she was eight years old. No, she was younger than oh, that. Oh, younger even. than that. Yeah, younger. Oh, wow. Than that. And she loved it. Oh, that's loved so nice. it. So if you are a parent, whether you're going down as a couple or you're a solo parent, uh, look into resorts with these kids clubs, uh, read the reviews, and read what other parents have to say because they really are a game changer uh, when you do go on vacation.
1: And if you are interested in Air Transat's kids club, uh, this is like amazing. You can sign up ages uh, 2 to 11 for free. And here's what you get. Dedicated family check-in counter, priority boarding, and onboard surprises plus a goodie bag and so much more you can get all the details right now at airtransat.com fellas can we take a phone call yeah please Hello? yo it's Roz amoka hey what's going on buddy what's up man all right what's your name jay okay Roz. Mm-hmm. Jay dm'd us and here's what he said me and my buddy are having an argument about grilled cheese okay i say it's a breakfast item
4: he says no oh 100 breakfast Ah, uh, absolutely
1: not! No, grilled cheese is one hundred percent breakfast. No way!
4: Yeah, yeah. you can no. enjoy, but much like eggs, you can enjoy them throughout the day. I've had I have bacon and eggs for dinner every now and then, but at its core, yeah. the grilled cheese sandwich is one hundred percent a breakfast item. I don't, I would highly disagree. Absolutely, I highly Thank disagree.
6: You. No, hundred percent. We uh, we had a little bet going on there on Friday he even posted it up on Facebook to see what Facebook was saying. Yeah. And, uh, at the end of it all, Monday
4: morning, I was, uh, was the winner. Yeah. A hundred percent. Why would you yeah. not think? Why, why in your head, what is a, what is a grilled cheese sandwich? Mocha? I
1: just think that that's a, an, an any time of day or night meal. I don't think I've ever exclusively had or been told that grilled cheese sandwiches are a morning time thing only, which you can then eat also at any other time See, of the day. But what's the reason for it? I don't know. I've just only ever heard of a grilled cheese sandwich just being a grilled cheese sandwich See, and that you can eat at any time. So
4: you don't think that it, you, that it's in a box and we can just enjoy? See, to me, okay, like uh, steak and mash is traditionally a dinner. Sure. Uh, I've had steak and mash before first thing in the morning because it's in the fridge and it's awesome. Yeah. So where you eat certain things, I don't care, but certain things belong in certain categories. And bacon and eggs is breakfast. You can have it any meal of the day you want. It's all good. Cereal
1: with milk, breakfast item. Again, you can eat it at any time, day or night.
4: However, grilled cheese, 100% breakfast. That you can also enjoy any other time of the day. I'm sorry, guys, I can't agree with you. Really? I cannot
6: agree I, with I you on this. I can't see why not. Everybody's saying,
4: well, if you put
6: bacon in it and then, then it becomes a breakfast sandwich, but that just makes it a gourmet grilled cheese. Right.
4: Yeah. It's still, it's always going to be breakfast, oh, I love regardless food. of what time you eat it during the day. It's still prosciutto. a breakfast food. Yeah. It's a shoot on ours. Oh, so here's, so here's, okay. So here's what you do. So you make yeah. a grilled cheese sandwich, right? Uh-huh. And don't try and use fancy cheese. Don't go and buy aged cheddar. Okay. Processed American cheese is the only Say, thing that belongs in a grilled cheese you sandwich. Are,
6: you are the man. I would okay. use a couple of other uh, choice words, yeah. but you are the man. Okay. You do not I, uh... need fancy cheese. You do not need fancy bread. You need plain old white bread, processed cheese, slap some butter on it, and Bob's your uncle. Okay.
4: Now, if you really want to get fancy, <laughs> if you really want to get fancy, yeah. here's the way that, uh, that I would do it. I would usually use, because I'm... I like to indulge uh, two slices of processed cheese in it. You make up the grilled cheese sandwich, and either immediately after or in another pan as it's going on, uh, fry an egg. Okay, Okay. and then when your grilled cheese is done, slowly separate the two pieces of bread so all that cheese is just stuck to either side, Mm. and it's gooey. I'm following. Take that fried egg. Don't yeah. bust that yolk. Yeah. Take that fried egg out of pan one, put it inside the grilled cheese and lightly put that top down. And then when you cut it, you have a grilled <sighs> cheese with a fried egg in the center oh of it. Oh my god! And my god, it's great. Can I also throw one other thing with a grilled cheese sandwich? Yeah, hit in me, there? hit me. If we're going to have a grilled cheese sandwich discussion, you also have to talk about what is the best condiment for dipping. And I will die on the hill yeah. over the fact that that the only condiment that anyone should be eating with a grilled cheese sandwich is HP.
6: Damn, I, mean, I, thought, I thought you were going real
4: white with ketchup.
6: No, buddy. bro. No, bro. <laughs> I was no, going to say, bro. any
4: type of steak sauce. HP and a grilled cheese sandwich, you're killing me right now, Maury. I was going to say that when the
2: grilled cheese sandwich was invented in the 1920s, it was to accompany a tomato soup for
4: lunch. Right. Out of the room, Maury. Um, yep. It's a breakfast Thank sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the DMJ, and thanks for no oh, no no problem guys thanks for uh thanks for
6: calling you guys have a great day hey, stay warm
8: the Roz and mocha show podcast
1: hi it's ronza mocha who's this hi this is valerie how are you valerie uh had better
10: days had better days oh, no. what happened yeah i'm going through a separation right now oh,
1: no. oh i'm so sorry yeah. to hear that how long were you guys together
10: uh seven and a half years and married for four and a half oh, okay got
1: any, any kids, kids?
10: nope Dodged that bullet. <laughs> so. Jeez, wow, yeah, you easier, easier to move on, right? I just wanted to get advice from Rods, because I, I heard Rods, like, uh, you mentioned they used to be married or in yeah. a relationship before Catherine and I Roxy. And, yeah. and now I, I always hear how happy you are with Catherine, how in love you guys are. And yeah. I just just want to know how how did you move on and how long and... And I just want to know if
0: there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know?
4: Yeah. I uh, geez it's real tough love um yeah. when you when you go through something like this dealing being with somebody for years and then having to get them out of your life it's yeah. it's like somebody died but only when exactly. somebody when somebody dies it's almost easier to reconcile because they're no longer around so so what you have to yeah. do when when you when you're in a relationship that breaks up you have to realize yeah. that this person still exists they just choose to not be with you. And, yeah. and and that's crushing. Like those to yeah. to live in that space in your own head is is crushing. Now the thing that I would say for you is you need to right now, you need to start taking control and you need to start setting goals and setting goals doesn't have to be big things that you want to achieve in 10 15 years where you want to be how many kids base your goals around how you want to feel today yep. and and you need to set those small goals and then you need to crush them okay and when you're dealing with a breakup and Moke and I have said this so often it doesn't matter if it's 7 months or 7 years when you're dealing with a breakup and you and you have no kids the first thing you need to do is a clean break okay so you need to get you delete them get up, get rid of them off your facebook mm-hmm. get rid of them off everything okay you need, yeah. you need
10: he's already done that he's blocked me and cut me out like it meant nothing yeah
4: but having been okay but you need to also you need to take control over something in this okay because it seems like you're giving him a lot of control you're you're allowing him to dictate how you feel Yeah. Okay? And you need to be in charge of how you feel. You can have sad days. You can have days where you're crushed. But you need to be in control of how you feel.
10: And and what sucks is we we still have to live together until we sell the house.
4: Oh, my God. God. Is there anybody that you could stay with in the
1: meantime?
10: My parents weren't prepared for me to move back. So they're trying to make space for me right now. And then and then his mom is trying to make space for him as well and and at the same time I'm like why do I have to inconvenience my life and live with my parents while he's living in our in my also that's my big house inconveniently yeah. yeah. until it's convenient for him to move out yeah, no but- i'm saying he can leave he decided to leave he can leave yeah. so
1: and so he you, was the one that ended the uh, the relationship
10: yeah
4: Tell him to leave
10: Easier said than done
1: No, it's
4: not It's not Wait, did he
1: get What was the reason That he wanted to end the marriage?
10: We ended We kind of grew apart We were like roommates You know And I was the one That was always trying And trying to make things You know, more romantic And you know trying to, you know, go to counseling and make it work.
4: So he checked out of the relationship, like, long ago?
10: Probably.
4: Yeah. To me, oh, was, I'm sorry, Valerie. To me, it, sa- it sounds like, um, and I'm sure you're a wonderful woman. I don't know what your relationship is. You sound very, you sound kind, and you, you gotta... I, you, you, I, gave, I gave everything
10: I could. It, I it, did.
4: To me, it sounds like he thought that all of this was going to be one... Way and then seven years in, realized that it wasn't what he thought it was going to be, or he just didn't like the hand that he was dealt, or started to regret decisions that he made. Mm. And you know, hating some hating somebody is not the worst thing you can do in a relationship. That's not the worst feeling, okay? The worst feeling in a relationship is when the person you live with doesn't hate you, but they're completely indifferent to you. Yeah, you can deal with somebody hating you, you can talk that through, but when somebody has got to the point of where there's resentment that is so difficult to come back from yeah it's so hard to get to, to, to get to a point again where you guys are living happy and communicating with each other when there's resentment and indifference it's it's almost yeah. impossible it's almost impossible but uh, but no you can you can tell him hey listen you want this over I need to start rebuilding and I need to start rebuilding now so you need to call a friend and stay with them.
10: Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. Right, you're
4: you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. Yeah,
10: just waiting, waiting for that
4: acceptance uh, part of my feelings. And I, I know, Valerie, thanks. that you feel isolated, and you feel that this whole thing is unique to you, and you are the alone in the world, and you're the only one who's feeling this, and the only one who's gone through this, and it's crushing. But, man, yeah. this is so normal. And you look around, ride a bus. Half the people on that bus have been through this yeah and we get up and we go to work and we have a laugh and we build friendships and we move on thank
10: you raj you're gonna get through this valerie thank you mocha thank you raj okay. you know what you're yes. gonna
1: do when you do get through this and you're in a happier place you're gonna call us back and you're gonna say hey this is valerie and i am a thousand times more happy more confident than i was the last time i called you i will,
10: I will. all right
1: you're gonna kill it yes all right valerie Thanks say it say i'm gonna kill it
10: i'm I'm going to kill it! I'm going to kill it! My name is Valerie and I'm going to get through this! My name is Valerie and I'm going to get through this! And is my favorite! Oh. And both of you are my favorite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love you, Valerie! Love you, guys.
8: The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
1: Hi, it's Roz Mocha Hi, oh my God. Bonjour, bonjour. What's your name?
9: Bonjour.
1: My name is Anya. All right, Anya. Uh, Hi, Roz, let me read to you what Anya sent us via text just now. <laughs> sure. It says, Good morning, gentlemen. Just wanted to share with you that I moved from Toronto to Quebec City almost four years ago, and I continue to listen to you on my phone because you guys are just the best. Wow. Also, my fiance pretends he doesn't listen in when I'm playing your show, but he totally does, and he loves it. He's a Montreal dude at heart, and I think he secretly digs your vibe and hilarity also he always gets the name of the show wrong most recently he called it the mocha and Nougat
4: show oh wow <laughs> that's great hey uh, can you still smoke in church in quebec city
9: um uh, no <laughs> i don't think...
4: I, uh, was that ever a thing oh my god dude i was in quebec city i with definitely within the last 12 years
9: In the last decade.
4: Okay, yeah. And I remember (laughs) going into McDonald's. To get a coffee because it was just like a blizzard snowstorm out there. Yeah, and they still had in their McDonald's. Remember those old tiny little aluminum ashtrays that you could like fold in half and make yeah. stuff? They still had those on the table. Yeah, yeah. You like, still like, saw like, the McDonald's like, in yeah, Quebec. Yeah, yeah. like it, within it, the last ten years. Oh, it was crazy. It was like it was going into a time machine, Quebec City. Like it was nuts.
1: So Anya, what uh, took you from Toronto to Quebec? What made you move over there? It was my fiance. Oh, okay. Where'd you guys meet?
9: We met. You know what? This is not something I think I need to discuss on the radio. However, it was a work function. Yeah. Oh,
4: did you have? Did you have to let HR know and all that stuff?
9: I worked for HR, so Uh-oh. that was all good.
1: Hey, Anya, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. If it makes you feel any better, the way I met my wife is that she was the HR rep for this our company <laughs> for this show. <laughs> <laughs> and when we started dating, we actually had to keep it a secret for six months before we told Oh, people.
9: I've been there. I've yeah. been there. I feel that so It's all good. The good only people,
1: you. the only, only people as soon as we started dating that knew were Roz Damn it, Mori and DJ Climax. Those are the only people, and they knew right from the beginning, and then six months later we had to tell everybody else we work yeah. with.
9: Well, you can trust them. They're good friends for you. Yeah.
1: Oh, hang on a second. Anya, why does your fiance uh not want to admit <laughs> that he likes the Raza Mocha show? I don't-
9: that. Like, like English is the second language, so I feel like if he doesn't get one joke out of ten, he feels kind of, like, excluded. It's so weird, but, like, his English is super good, and I know that he loves you guys because, like, we used to drive into work together and I would have the show playing on my phone and he would just have this, like, little smile and this knowing nod, but for some reason he was reluctant to admit how much he loves the show. I don't know
4: why. Isn't it enough that, you know, he's French everywhere else in this country? <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> Like isn't like when's uh, and uh, don't get me wrong, I'm born in Montreal, so I can say this, okay? Nice. Okay, stop being so lousy, right? <laughs> everything, it's, and it's not just the show. This this feeling of being excluded it's it's everything, and then they go looking for places to feel excluded.
1: That's a hot topic you got right there.
9: Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs>
1: well, uh, Ania, yeah. uh, thank you for your text today. Thank you for continuing to l- listen to the Ron Zamoga show, even though uh, you are out in Quebec. And uh, oh my God, thank
9: you for calling me. You guys like totally made my day. You broke my workout, but you totally made my day. I'm gonna go have to finish my
1: you know All good. And tell your fiancé we said hello and go leave school. I will. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
9: Have a great day, guys. Right, oh, wait.
1: Anya, between Roz and
9: Mocha, who's your favorite? It's transitioned over the years, but Roz just told me his connection. Okay, to bye. <laughs> yeah. Go back to your
1: workout. <laughs> the
8: Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
1: Uh, no media press conference day with Maroon 5 ahead of Sunday's Super Bowl
4: to talk about their halftime performance. Which is super weird. And I, I've done a lot of thinking about this. And the more I think about it, the less it makes sense to me why Maroon 5 has to wear this on their own. And this all started when stories came out that they had approached Rihanna and Cardi B and a few other black artists and asked them to perform the Super Bowl halftime show. And they said no because of Colin Kaepernick. And then when Maroon 5 accepted it, they were labeled with not being a supporter of Colin Kaepernick. And so now they've had to do a $500,000 donation with their record company. And they've had to cancel their press conference. And because you
1: know what, that's the only thing anyone in the media would have
4: asked them about. But what I don't understand is why they have to wear this on their own. So you have the NFL... You have every fan who bought a ticket to the game. You have all these celebrities that are going to be there and on television shown watching the game. You have the advertisers who spend millions to advertise during the game. You have Steve Carell in a Pepsi commercial. You have Backstreet Boys in a Doritos commercial. You have Sarah Jessica Parker in a beer commercial and nobody is calling for a boycott of any of those companies. Of anyone or anything except Maroon 5 and on Super Bowl Sunday, Maroon 5 are the only people involved in the Super Bowl that are making zero dollars that they are not profiting from this at all yeah because the performers of a halftime perform. show don't get paid. Everybody else is making money and nobody else is wearing this. Like, are you telling me that they're going to show J-Lo sitting in a VIP box at the Super Bowl and everybody's going to be like, oh my God, J-Lo looks like nobody's protesting J-Lo. Why why did you show up? Sure. Why are you showing up to support this? Nobody is going after the advertisers. There's no cancel Pepsi. There's no cancel Stella Artois or Doritos. It's only Maroon 5. Maroon 5. Are you kidding? I think it's
1: because it was such a big deal when the bigger names were announced for the NFL, who they approach and canceled because of. Because exactly. of the obvious, right? So that took over, and Maroon 5, unfortunately... Still have to wear like all the attention is still
4: it, it, on. It Maroon makes five, no sense. It right? makes no. That's not how this so nobody stuff is normally taking, works. You're right,
1: and nobody is saying to your point exactly. Hey, why are we not focusing our attention on you know this company, that company, this company that's paying you know five million dollars to air a thirty second
4: spot? So they approached Cardi B to do the halftime show. Cardi B said no because she wants to support Colin Kaepernick. But Cardi B is not doing the halftime show, but she's doing the Super Bowl Pepsi rally on Saturday before the Super Bowl. Yeah. And she did a Pepsi commercial. Yeah. So, all that's fine. You can be a part of the Super Bowl on the concert the day before the Super Bowl, and you can be part of the Super Bowl starring in a Pepsi commercial that's going to air during the Super Bowl. That's fine for Cardi B. That's okay. She can accept that. But to not perform at the halftime show is somehow where you plant your flag? I was reading a story that said Jermaine Dupri, artist slash
1: producer, was called a sellout for hosting a Super Bowl-related event. A Super Bowl-related event in Atlanta this coming weekend, and I don't get it, man. because of all of that, uh, he's giving a platform to
4: yeah to people who have complained. It makes it makes no sense. The idea that Maroon Five has to wear this on their own, but Cardi B can do a Pepsi commercial that's going to air during the show that she's boycotting makes no sense. Yeah. It's wild. None. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Super Bowl Sunday. History will be made in all sorts of areas. Um, One of the more interesting stories going into Sunday is for the first time, male NFL cheerleaders, Quentin Perrin and Napoleon Jennings, are headed to the Super Bowl. So for the first time, there will be male cheerleaders on the field with the Rams cheer squad, or any cheer squad. It's history. And on the phone with us,
1: I believe, (gasps) is this Napoleon Ginny's? Hello, it's Napoleon. How are you? Napoleon! Napoleon! Hello! Good morning, everybody. (laughs) Bro, how excited are you for Sunday, man?
11: Oh, man, I am ecstatic. I can't wait. It's not going to feel real till we hit that stage and see that stadium but oh my gosh are you already in uh atlanta yes yes i've been here for four days
4: how's the uh how's the buzz down there
11: amazing the southern hospitality is insane the food is amazing <laughs> the excitement in the air we you know we've we've had a little bit of downtime and it, it's
0: just
4: ramped everywhere and it's it's so, it's so amazing yeah it's incredible where did you first uh see the words on Sunday, Napoleon Ginnies will make history.
11: Oh, man. I think I saw that <laughs> everywhere I looked. But, it, it, but, like, you know, we it was, a, it was an away game. So yeah. we weren't with our boys cheering them on. You know, we were all at, you know, watching it on the screen. So we were just like any other fan, any other cheerleader, any other person, like, just rooting for your team. And, you know. You know, we all we were celebrating and screaming, and we can't believe that you know we pushed and we made it.
4: So. But you will make history yeah. on Sunday.
11: We will absolutely. It's a big day for our organization.
1: Uh, how many times have you guys gone through the routine? How many times have Ooh. you practiced? Oh man, we've been practicing for ten months.
11: <laughs> whole season, you know, all <laughs> hard work, and you know when when you're when you're prepper when you're prepping for this, you know you don't really see the outcome, you know the big goal until you're there and. Uh, you know, it's been a long week of preparation, but we're so we're we're so excited.
1: Is there any fun, playful uh, smack talk that takes place between cheer squads? Oh, not at all. Oh,
11: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. There's no theater, There's no drama. But um, it's it's. I can't even explain like the atmosphere. It's so heightened and. It's just a huge celebration, you know. You never know if you're going to make it to the Super Bowl or when you'll re- be returning. So when we saw the cheerleaders, you know, it's just a huge party. And we just want to get to know, what's your experience been like? You know, what do you bring into the table? What's happening? Like, what's happening? You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a huge party.
4: You really want to beat Tom Brady, though, right?
11: <laughs> no, we're all good.
4: No, like, like, <laughs> no, no, but like, but like, seriously, like, like a just fan, straight. Time, like, as like, a fan, like, like, as a fan, like, you really want to beat Tom Brady.
1: No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> hey, Napoleon, uh, real quick, before we wrap things up, uh, how many yeah. people hit you up for tickets oh. to the show, to the big game on Sunday?
11: <laughs> you know, it's, it's been quite an experience of the ticket asking. But, um, you know, luckily enough, our organization has been so generous to offer friends and family. So the wow. fact that we got to, yeah, wow is not exactly all of our responses. Yeah. Um, we got to bring our family and friends along for the ride, and that's, that's huge, you know? Unfortunately, you know, we can't just give out free tickets, but, but we get to share this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with our friends and family, which has just been such a blessing, and we're all along for the great ride.
4: Is there anything that you can say? Is there part of a, a chant or a cheer that you guys do that you can give us right now? Absolutely.
11: Go for Ready it. Ready for it? It's yes. Pretty complicated. Go Rams!
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, Napoleon, you are the best, please. Oh, wait, was that it? Yeah, yeah that's it. Oh. <laughs> uh, listen, give our best to Quentin as well. He is a huge part of this. And uh, congratulations for making history on Sunday. Good luck with everything, man.
8: Thank you guys so much. Thank you. The Rosin Mocha Show podcast.
1: Yeah, Mori hit the streets yesterday oh, no. to help cheer people up and... As people are like hustling, bustling through the city, trying to get home, trying to get to wherever it is they got to get to, walking through that snow, avoiding traffic, he wanted to cheer them up by telling them jokes. However, not just regular jokes, uh-huh. when we got 20 centimeters of snow, David Morey wanted to tell summer jokes. Right. To help cheer people up.
2: As the snow is falling to try and warm people up, I'm heading out into the storm with some summer jokes and a photo of Roz Weston in hopes to warm people up. It's so hot. How hot is it? Oh, I saw a chicken lay an (laughs) omelet. I get it, because the pavement's hot. Got it. Did that help at all? A little bit. Were you at all prepared for this weather today? Not at all. Can I tell you a quick joke to warm you up? Sure. It's so hot. What do you want me to say? Oh, that's when you go, how hot is it? (laughs) It's so hot. (laughs) How hot is it? I saw a squirrel picking up his nuts with oven mitts. (laughs) Because I'm doing summer jokes. Did that help at all? Did that warm you up? (laughs) No, not at all. It's so hot. How hot is it? I saw the devil in Walmart buying an air conditioner. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I don't know if I feel warm. (laughs) Excuse me, where's your winter hat? I don't have one today. Did you not know the storm was a-coming? Yeah, but that's okay. It's uh, Canadian. I'm used to this kind of weather. It's so hot.
6: It's so hot that the... Del- no, 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 no. You
2: just go, how hot is it? <laughs> oh, how hot
12: is it? <laughs>
2: My therm- uh, thermometer stat goes all the way up to... Are you kidding me?
6: <laughs> that's very good.
2: Maybe if I showed you a photo of Ross Weston, it'll warm you up. Sure. Oh, that's great. That's hot. Excuse me. How cold are you? How cold are you? How cold are you? How cold are you? No, but how cold are you? How cold are you, man? It's so hot. It's so hot. No, you just go, how hot is it? It's so hot. No, you go, how hot is it? How hot is it? I bought a loaf of bread, and before I got home, it was toast. Oh, wow. That's phenomenal, man. Did it warm you up <laughs> thinking about summer? Uh, I don't think so. It's so bad right now. Okay, you got to wipe your oh nose. There's a booger hanging. Oh, man. I... <sighs> All right. Take care.
11: Okay, okay. <laughs> Ros and Mocha's Fix My Life.
1: What advice can you guys give me? Okay.
10: So my question is. <laughs> my question is.
1: Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Rachel, hello. Hi, how are you today? I'm good. Good. It's Raza by the way.
4: Hi. Hey, Rachel. So you uh, wrote us this Raza Mocha FML fix my life. My mother and I live in different provinces. She was a single mom uh, up until the point that I was eight years old. You consider yourself to be successful. You got a full time job. However, there's not a payday Friday that goes by where she isn't asking you to transfer her money. It says yeah you yeah. said that it's putting you in a tough spot because she's provided you for your whole life and you feel like you have to repay the favor but financially you can't support her and it also puts a strain on your marriage because you're hiding the fact that you send your mother money from your husband please help That's right That's an so awful situation but not an unusual situation
1: Rachel have you actually had that conversation with your mom though like listen I have my own family we have our own bills like I can't always provide money to help you live. I
13: think, I think she, like, she, know, like, we talk probably, like, twice a week, so I, she does know, yeah. but I have a hard time saying it in a way where it's sounding as if I can help her, but really I can't, because she's very, she, I think, like, she would kind of cut me out of her life if I was mean or rude why, well, I'm scared that she would
4: why is your what is your mother's financial situation why does she always need you to wire her money
13: she doesn't work and I don't know if that's an excuse or she just doesn't want to get a job but she doesn't work and she uses that she kind of needs like the grocery um she needs money for groceries but I think it's going elsewhere how old is she uh I think she's she's got to be in her fifties like early 50s I think 53 oh, so she'll turn this
4: she year she's still young yeah
13: uh, yeah, when you say you think I mean, that the money's
1: going elsewhere, where do you think it's going?
13: Um, alcohol.
4: Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So do you have siblings? I don't. You don't. Okay. So you're an only child. Yeah. Uh, he, okay. So geez, these, these situations are tough because yeah, your mom did provide for you. And what winds up happening is this, is that your mom's terrible with money or a parent is terrible with money, or they're in a situation where they need money. They will obviously right. come to you. If you say no, She's going to lose her apartment, or if she owns a house, they're going to foreclose on it. She's going to be on the street, and most likely, living with you at some point.
0: Right.
1: Okay? I don't want that. And and if you don't give her money, you know, to her, and she probably won't have a problem saying it, you're the bad daughter that doesn't want to take care
4: of her own mother. You can't... Right. Like, we can't let our family members just disintegrate if they haven't done anything terrible like you can't just turn to blind eye this is a, a sort of moral ethical question as opposed to a financial question you know there there's a lot right. of other layers to this but i i will say this is that have a conversation with your mother okay and also you have to tell your husband about this mm-hmm. you have to tell your husband about this
1: especially if you think that the money that you're sending to her might be going to alcohol
4: If you are giving your mother, if you are giving your mother money before you give your mother another dollar, ask for every single receipt for every dollar you gave her last week.
13: Right. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea.
4: That is your right. You can ask your mother to do that. You can't let your mother become homeless.
13: No. And I would feel terrible.
4: But you can ask your mother for receipts.
13: All right. And then how do I say, like, if I can't. Give her money that week. How do I say it in a way that's not going to make me seem like
4: a if, horrible if you, don't, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Then yeah. you're you're you in the same situation that you are.
1: Straight up, you have to uh-huh. tell her straight up, Ma. I don't have the money. You like know? here is where all of my money, all of our family's money, is going towards. Like we right. have to buy groceries. I have like you have kids. I don't
4: know. Yeah. Okay, but, but it's you and it's you and your husband. But
1: still, you have responsibilities. Yeah. You have car payments yeah. and you have, you know, mortgage payments or rent or whatever. Like you and your husband need to survive as
13: well.
4: Does your mother rent?
13: Uh she does. Yeah. She does.
4: How much is your is your mother's rent? Uh,
13: she won't tell
4: me. Okay, why don't you know that?
13: Uh yeah, I, I don't ask.
4: Yeah, you should. Yeah, you need you to got, know that. You so it, you need I, to know what her rent is, what her bills are. Yeah. Okay. Right. You, How much money are you giving her?
13: Not a lot. Like I'm saying maybe like if it's so if it's a payday Friday, it'll be maybe like thirty five bucks here, forty bucks here, but okay. in the end after a month it adds
4: up a where, lot. Where does your mother currently get her money for her rent and her bills?
13: Um probably from it's gotta be like disability or EI or her siblings. She lives near her sisters and I know they help her out.
4: Okay, so here's what you need to do. Um do you have a good relationship with her siblings? I do, yep. Okay, you can have that conversation with them as well to say, hey, listen, my mom's calling me for money, okay? She says that she needs money for groceries or to pay her bill or to help out with rent that month. What is she asking you guys for? Because what we can do as a family, this is why I was asking if you had siblings earlier, what you can do as a family is you guys can get together, and once you have your mom's budget and the receipts, you can work it out amongst yourselves. Because chances are, if she's telling you that she needs $35 that week for groceries, she's also asking somebody else in the family for it, hoping that you guys never talk.
13: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
4: And then you guys can work that out yourselves. If you all love your mom, and you don't want to see your mom homeless, which is terrible with money, uh, you got to get her on track.
1: Okay. You definitely the first thing actually you need to do is have a conversation with your husband. Okay. Yeah, he's got it on. Mocha's right.
13: Okay. Okay. All yeah, right, Rachel. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate
8: it. Ros and Mocha's fix my life only on Kiss.
1: Chris Pine was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night, and one of the questions they were just talking just music stuff, concerts, and Jimmy Kimmel asked Chris Pine, "Hey, what was the very first song that you memorized the lyrics to?" And he thought about it for a minute, and then he said. Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. Wow, that was the first song Chris Pine ever remembered all the lyrics for. And then Kimmel was like, "All right, hot shot, go for it." (laughs) The band started playing. Chris Pine picks up the pen that was on the desk and treated it like a microphone. That's a pen. Yeah, that's a.
14: Alright, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice back with my brand new invention. Something. Grab the hold of me, tightly. Daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo,
6: I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme. I rock the mic like a
8: man all out at the stage to wax it, jump like a candle. Wow.
1: <laughs> right? That's Which made not me bad. think to the time when Vanilla Ice was here on the Roz and Mocha show. You did it with him. And I was like, do you still remember the words? And he was like, of course I do. It's my song. I still perform it all the time.
4: I remember
1: that. And I was like, okay, let's go. I'll offer up some backup. I'll do it, I'll do yeah, it. All right. All right, stop.
8: Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Something grabs a hold, hold of me. me. Flow like a harpoon daily, daily and nightly. Daily. Will it ever stop? Yo, yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights then and I'll, I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Yeah. I light up a stage and wax a jump like a candle. <laughs> Dance. press <Rush laughs> a speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Bed. Deadly. When I play a dope melody, <laughs> anything <laughs> less than the best is a felony. Love I it or leave, leave it. it. You better gain weight better hit bulls of kid don't play if there was a problem yo i'll solve
1: it check out the hook for my dj Ooh, oh, yo that was hot <laughs> listen if vanilla ice ever comes back to toronto i would love for him to come back on the Zamoga show yeah and we do this like live oh for sure live live and like yeah. broadcast it everything yeah
4: yeah no that was really great I, you know i completely forgot that you did that with vanilla that is... Yeah. You know, I have that on my resume, right? <laughs> you have a resume? Wrapped with vanilla ice? <laughs> yeah. The Ross and Mocha
8: Show Podcast.
1: Mocha. Okay. Yes.
4: Can you cry on command? What? No. No? Can I cry on command? Yeah. No. I'm not yeah. that... No. You're not that good of an actor? No. To be able I to mean, cry uh, on command? I'm going through something right no. now where they tell you uh, how to cry on command. Oh, God. So the first thing they do, there's there's cheat ways, too. Like, you can pinch yourself, yeah. they say. That doesn't work. It doesn't work? No. And
2: I've tried pulling out nose hairs, too. That just makes me sneeze. Right.
4: Yeah, I guess maybe pulling out
1: a nose hair would get you at least teary-eyed. And then they say to yawn. Sometimes when you yawn, you can. Oh, yeah. My eyes water every single time I yawn.
4: But is there a difference between eyes watering and crying? Yes. I just yawn because you jabronis just said yawn. <laughs> Uh, But but the number one thing on their list to say is use a memory. Uh, The most obvious tool is your own memory when trying to make yourself cry to stimulate tears. Recall moments that make you uncomfortable, sad, or even a little scared within reason, they say. So I don't even know how to do this. I mean, I could start going deep into my own head and start thinking of some really tragic and... Terrible things and probably start crying, but I don't know if I want to do that. I don't like girl stomping you. No,
1: not I know something, but I won't say it. Yeah. Because it'll make me cry. Something yeah. about your life.
4: Oh God. Something about my life. Because make it'll make me cry. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Do you have anything in your life? I think about my, my grandfather who I loved a lot. Okay. Or I think about the horrible time to come when my dad passes eventually. Wow. Well, Damn. Yeah. You think about future crying. Yeah. But if I need to now cry, I future cry.
4: No, right. future sadness. Future sadness to now. Do you cry. have anything in your past, Mocha, that if you thought about right now, you could cry instantly?
1: Oh, yeah, probably, but I'm not going to.
4: You're not going uh, to cry? I don't, don't want to go down that road, guys. No? No, you, not you don't want to cry this morning? no. What's no, wrong no, with three no. men crying? There's wrong nothing with wrong, wrong with it. Crying. I just I'm now. What's there? Might be something wrong with three men trying to make each other cry. <laughs> <as some sort laughs> of, no, no, no!
2: Laughing, no laughing.
4: In, in, as, in, as, as some sort of sport, <laughs> but I don't know. There's no. There's generally nothing wrong Do with you want three to pinch men me? crying. No, no, no! I don't want to pinch you. So I want you to think. I want you to think. I want to okay. I don't want to say that the first person to cry wins because that's a terrible game to play. Yeah. But the first person to cry wins. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. I got to close my eyes though. I can't okay. look at you guys cuz then I'll laugh.
4: Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm going to That was go- a sniffle by the way, not Okay. Okay. I'm going to try and go deep. And and again, if you're just joining us right now, there's ways to make yourself cry. You can pinch, you can pull a nose, here you can do all this oh, I'm, I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm good. But uh, Are you crying already? <laughs> More yeah. you win. I don't see tears. Hold on. I don't see tears. <laughs>
2: What did no, you, that's what did just you, sniffling. What did you think about you actually saying that I was doing a
4: good job once? <laughs> Shut up, man! Go back to your dad dying.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha
1: Show podcast.
4: You uh, finally finished the fire documentary?
1: Yeah, I finished it yesterday. Fire festival. What'd you think? Um, <laughs> man, <laughs> bonkers, that guy's so, right? so messed up. There's so many messed up parts of that entire situation the people involved the fans that got hustled the way they operated that whole organization i'm just still trying to figure out and i'm sure this is you know all part of the court case where all that money that he made from the guy that organized fire festival and ja Rule, where all that money eventually went and cuz they kind of broke it down as well, to a lot where of some w- of it went to yeah. but not all of
4: it so the um Fire Festival, if you if you don't know, it's a documentary on Netflix and it was a big story, I guess, about a year and a half ago where this guy named Billy McFarlane and Ja Rule were going to throw on the world's greatest music festival at a Bahamian island that was once owned by Pablo Escobar. That they bought. That they quote-unquote bought. Allegedly, and sorry, allegedly. What made it interesting was that they hired... All the the world's top social media influencers, and then they flew down all these models to go. to Haley down. Baldwin, Haley, sorry, Haley, yeah. Haley Bieber, the Haley, Haley Bieber, yeah, all these Bella models Hadid. to shoot this promo video for them, and then people were paying five thousand dollars and above, yeah. to go to this music festival to go see Blink One Eighty Two and like a handful of other bands, Major Laser, Major Laser, a lot of EDM artists, and the whole thing was a big scam, and, and and it all fell apart, and it's super interesting it's a fa- fascinating documentary and then when it all fell apart he was still ripping trying to rip people off yeah, he tried to start another company he tried to start another company to rip people off but the the when you watch the documentary for anybody who's seen it that the most interesting the, the smartest guy on that island was the pilot who taught himself to fly using microsoft flight simulator oh my god and they fired him he was the smartest guy on that island yeah and they fired him but it's interesting because the level of sympathy you have for the people who got rooked when they flew down there. I don't have the same kind of sympathy for them that I would other people because they're rich influencers who paid $10,000 to go see Blink-182. 182. Blink-182. 182. Like, I don't feel <laughs> the same sympathy for them that I would yeah. if it were somebody else who bought bad tickets to something that never happened. There was one guy, and I don't know, it wasn't in this documentary. It might be in the Hulu one. More you saw the Hulu one because there's two fire documentaries yeah. out now. But there was one guy who was down there. And when you look at all the social media for everybody else that was a fire festival, it was, it was awful. It was bedlam. It was Lord of the Flies. It was crazy. Sure. There was one guy whose account of it was awesome. He's like, this, oh. this was amazing. It was fantastic because he won his ticket. He actually won tickets? He won a ticket from somewhere. Somebody gave him a ticket, uh-huh. and he won a ticket, so he didn't pay anything to be there. So he and didn't... So,
1: it was just, like, a bad
4: trip. It was, yeah. It was, like, kind of interesting. Him. Like, it was yeah. a story to tell. Like, got down there. The whole thing was a mess. All these, like, rich kids were freaking out and crying everywhere. Yeah. Burning things. He's like, but I had a <laughs> great time. He's like, Yes, me, it was kind of fun. <laughs> but uh, but when they said that Billy McFarlane's company, the, the, the fire company, had... Um, he told people that it made thirty-four million dollars, and then that's how he got all his money for investing. But the the grand the total truth. that the company had made was sixty grand. Oh my, which God. is just crazy. So he's doing six years now. Yeah, and I don't know how Ja Rule skated on this.
1: Yeah, he. Ja it's ja Rule, interesting. Th- so that was going to be my ne- my next question is the fact that Ja Rule was in this documentary and like it's Billy McFarland and Ja Rule. Yeah, like Ja Rule is almost taking almost full credit yeah. for
4: helping to facilitate this whole thing but he says that just like everybody else he was lied to
1: what about the part of the movie where he was like it was near the end and he said and he was like talking about lying about how they're going to spin this to the media yeah. we won't say this yeah. we'll just say this but they're basically the same yeah. sentence just yeah. said differently he was like well, nobody died <laughs> yeah he was like it was just a we didn't uh, kill anyone. Nobody died. Yeah, we, yeah.
4: Didn't, we didn't kill anybody. But yeah, Ja Rule skated on this whole thing. I don't even think he's being investigated for anything. And he came across like a real douche. Yeah. That. Oh, surprise, surprise?
1: Right. Ja like, Rule came off like a douche? The one part where he was like, okay, we're going to film this part. I'm going to run into the water off yeah. the beach, and ladies, you're all going to follow me. And one of the models was like, we're supposed to follow you into the water? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it'll be fun. And she was like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Get in the water. <laughs> it's murder. The Roz and Show
8: Podcast.
4: Chili responded to Weezer's cover of No Scrubs. Chili from TLC? Yeah. Uh-oh. Because Weezer released a, uh, a whole album of covers. And they did Michael Jackson. And, but the big one that was trending that everybody grabbed onto was their cover of No Scrubs. No,
0: I don't want your number, no. Weezer? Yeah.
1: They sound the exact same.
4: (laughs) I know, they do. (laughs) That's from the 90s. Yeah. Holy cow. It sounds totally like Weezer and uh so rivers cuomo the the singer for weezer when it came to the lyrics because it's i don't want no scrub scrub is a guy that can't get no love it's like what do you do with those lyrics do you change it do you the girl like what do you do and then he said this i saw this tweet that said if you're a guy covering a song by a girl you got to keep the pronouns for those three minutes you're gay (laughs) and he goes (laughs) so i was like cool (laughs) <laughs> so Chili responded and she goes, When I heard it, I loved it. They did a great job. I hope we can perform it together. Oh my god, that'd be the greatest. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. You know how they
1: always do like those nineties tours with all the the, the big pop and R and B groups? Yeah. Like if they teamed up with Weezer, like add, just added Weezer yeah. to that lineup, they'd kill.
14: Like
4: why would be they, a great collab. Why don't they do this at the Grammys?
1: Sure. Oh right? Are you kidding me?
4: I don't know if the Grammys would do that. Why not? Because sometimes the Grammys but, are lame. But they love sticking people together to do tra- to do like new things. I know, but I have a
1: feeling that the Grammys are too lame to do something like this. You think? Yeah. Like if MTV had their award show yeah. coming up in the next couple of weeks, I think MTV, this is right up their alley, I think they would do this. I don't think the Grammys would do this.
4: Yeah. See, because to me, Chili and Weezer on stage doing those scrubs at the Grammys would be gorgeous. Like it would just be amazing. Oh my God. It'd be awesome. Are you like, kidding People me? would lose their minds. Yeah like they should want stuff like this. I haven't heard the rest of the record though. Oh, here So I, I don't have, know. Oh yeah, what uh, else did Jackson, Jackson over there. one? Yeah.
1: They covered um Billy Jean. People love told me oh.
4: I dig it. Yeah, sure. It still sounds like Weezer, though, right?
1: It totally sounds like Weezer. Here, I'll play one more for you. What is it? I'm not going to tell you because um. you're going to know this song.
7: Welcome to your life. Wow. There's no turning
1: back. Tears for Fears? Yeah.
4: Right, I mean it's it's no no scrubs. Everybody wants to right, like, the world. it's no no scrubs. I'm just waiting for that Wu Tang cover. Right, <laughs> I messed up with that one.
1: The Rosin Mocha Show podcast.
4: Did you see? The Doritos commercial with Chance the Rapper and Backstreet Boys. I did not. <laughs> when did it come out? Uh, they released it. Yeah, it's a Super Bowl commercial. Oh, but nice. the new thing now is that they release the Super Bowl commercials early. Yeah, they all pop up on <clears> YouTube <throat> like the week up. Yeah, they release them early and then they just show up on the on the uh, on the Super Bowl. It's really it's, it's bizarre the way they do it. But hey, what are you going to do? Uh, so their new chip. Is like a super fiery hot Dorito, and the like the sort of the joke is that they took something old and made the original hot. So they paired Backstreet Boys with Chance the Rapper, and then Chance the Rapper does a remix of the Backstreet Boys, and then it ends with them all dancing. So listen, I like
1: Chance the Rapper; he's such a nice guy. And
4: I hope they release; they need to release this as a single, man. Because listen to this and tell me what you think. Blame it, Hot Nacho. They made the original hot, hot, hot.
7: like a I said
11: I wanted
12: that. Ooh, hot stuff all over my nachos, Walking like a taco, driving over potholes, hotter than a pot.
1: I like this. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
7: yeah, I like it. I never you that
1: Now it's hot. Wow. Right. Okay, can I tell you when that airs on Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah. I have a feeling immediately after it's gonna get released. You think so? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're gonna want everyone talking about it and super hot shows like ours to play it on the radio on yeah, monday
4: i would love to and then it ends and it's really like the video the, the commercial is crazy so they took the backstreet boys back to that airplane hangar from the original video oh perfect Dressed them all in white again yeah and then they had chance the and rapper those, those guys are like super old right not super old but and then they had chance the rapper doing all the moves with them yeah. Like, it's cra- it's crazy to me, uh, the level of, of these commercials. And this is one of my favorites. I mean, I because I love that remix. That's crazy. And Backstreet Boys are having like a hell of a year. They're about to launch a massive tour. They're nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, they just released an album on Friday, last yeah, it, week. And it's probably going to go number one, which is bonkers.
1: Um, So that commercial, that Doritos BSB Chance the Rapper commercial right yeah. there, is... 60 seconds. yeah so I'm curious to know how much Doritos paid because you always hear that these big companies during Super Bowl Sunday will pay millions for a 30 second commercial mm-hmm. maybe 2.5 million bucks. So for a 60 second air during the Super Bowl, how much did they pay? Five million maybe?
4: I don't know. I don't know but it's I don't think money's an object for companies like that like oh, when you get like no. when you're dealing with Pepsi and Doritos and everything else, money's yeah. no object. It's just not even a thing. It's it's not, it's nobody, nobody goes back to and checks the bank account on Monday and goes, <laughs> Oh God, we really did that, huh? Yeah. Nobody does that.
1: Can you tell me somebody downstairs who yeah. spent five million bucks <laughs> <laughs> yesterday?
4: Uh, but yeah, they got to release that song. Oh, they really I hope do. So.
8: The Rosin Mocha Show podcast.
1: Alessia picking up uh, three Juno nominations when it was announced yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin hosting. I like that.
4: I like Sarah McLaughlin. She's a ton of fun, man. She really is. You wouldn't know it though, right? Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, I know. She got all them like super <laughs> she, sad songs. Well, exactly. She's one of those artists where it's like, mm, and I. You know what put Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin over the top is that she was always like this emotional singer, but then she did the uh, the commercial with the dogs. Oh my God! Right? Yeah. Don't even. Yeah. Don't get, no. Don't. Don't mention it. <laughs> that changes everything. Don't change. Like don't that. Don't mention it. It's so interesting that you everything that she's done in her career, all the wonderful things she's done, all the people she's helped, everything she's done. Uh, the commercial with the dogs. Because people love dogs more than anything. Yep. And it's the commercial with that. If you don't remember it, it was, she's sitting there. It was like for the SPCA or something like that. She's I don't remember. there with remember. a doggy on her lap. With, with a dog on the lap and it was to help dogs. And then it was the song and they showed dogs in cages. And it was the Sarah McLachlan song. And just like, it was crushing. But that is, when I, like when I think of Sarah McLachlan. Was it I'd, Angel in the Arms of an Angel? Maybe. Comes of an angel. <laughs>
1: right. Oh, my God. But I'm about to donate all my money right now. <laughs>
4: Thank you. But out of all the things that Sarah McLaughlin's done, when I think of Sarah McLaughlin, I still think of the emotional sort of devastation that you suffered every time you watch TV late at night. And also, because that commercial, the PSA, used to come on late at night and when you were up watching TV late at night you were up watching like real like some no good stuff like cheaters on Fox yeah right <laughs> like you were always up watching some real trash right just yeah. some just some junk cops just, yeah absolute garbage <laughs> and then Sarah McLaughlin would come on with the dogs and you would just feel horrible about every decision you've made in life yeah
1: like why did I just open this second yeah.
4: bag of chips how did I get here yeah. like what have I done wrong and that's what the com- commercial did and it was just so bloody impactful but you wouldn't know it but she's a ton of fun she's yeah. a, she loves to I, laugh man.
1: i really really like sarah mclaughlin and uh, again she's gonna she was announced <laughs> yeah. as the host for the uh, junos um Where march 17th uh, happening in london london right which right, i love right, at budweiser right. gardens
8: yeah, yeah. the and mocha show podcast
4: i was walking down the street um, You walking? Well, (laughs) stop it. Come on. I walk? Yeah, from the front door to the Uber. No, 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 not true at all. Not true at all. I walk two and a half blocks from the LCBO to my house all the time. (laughs) All the time. Wow, you're really rocking up those steps. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I've done done that trip so many times, I could probably tell you exactly how many steps you are without that little thing on my hand. You could
1: probably, you've done that walk so many times. Yeah. You would kill it at the
4: Bird Box Challenge. Oh, I could. No, absolutely. You're right. Right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I had um, I was wearing a T-shirt, and I have a lot of similar shirts. When yesterday? No, it was on oh. one of the days when it was super cold. Oh, wow. where I had a T-shirt on, and just a T-shirt? No, no, no. Like I had my oh. jacket on too. But I have I have a couple shirts that are very similar. But yeah. one of them that I got, I accidentally got a size smaller than what I normally wear. Okay, so I have like, like five an extra small. No, just I got a large when oh. I when I should be an extra large. And for some reason, I haven't taken it out of the rotation. Okay. And every now and then in the middle of the night when we get dressed for work, I put it on and then I go my whole day and I realize I'm wearing a belly shirt. Right. <laughs> right?
14: It's <laughs>
4: Yeah. And so I had that the other day and I hadn't had it in, in forever since I was like a kid where everything on your body is warm except the inch above your belt line. Oh right yeah. Where well, it's just like an inch of your belly but still that's freezing that, cold that would affect your whole body and i kept trying to tuck my t-shirt into my jeans <laughs> right like Which, a nerd like a nerd <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then so i i had to stop and i had to undo everything i put my bag down i'm on the sidewalk and i'm undo I did, I undid my coat and i undid like the top of my pants and i tucked my t-shirt all in my jeans uh-huh. right and i'm like okay does not look suspect uh, at all right <laughs> <laughs> and so i tucked my t-shirt i tucked uh. my t-shirt into my jeans uh-huh. And then I finally get home, and I take my I take my jacket off, I put my bag down, everything else. And Catherine always does the exact same thing, okay. which is she always opens her arms, and then I walk over and I give her a big hug uh-huh. every single night when I get home. And I took everything off, and I walked around the other side of the counter, and Catherine looked at me, didn't put her arms in the air, but kind of gave me that look of like, hmm. Not tonight. Because <laughs> they look like this huge nerd. Suddenly, suddenly she chose to spend her no. life with a guy who tucks his t-shirt yeah. into his jeans.
13: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
8: wow, what a hunk. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
1: Hi,
15: it's Rozamoka. What's going on? Good morning, Rozamoka. How are you this morning? Doing
1: great. What's your name?
15: My name is Ann Salmon. The reason for my call—I know you guys are busy. Yeah. Um, If you remembered uh, in the summer, you guys, uh, we we, received—we received a, um, a family reunion trip. Uh, from you, yeah, it was regarding my husband who haven't seen his father in, in like forty years. You remember? Oh that? wow! Oh right. Okay. Yes. And where did you guys have to fly to? We flew to Jamaica. We uh, after we won the trip, we uh, we keep I keep like searching and searching on social media, and yeah. uh, we finally got him. Um, and um, we flew down there we just got back on Sunday on Saturday night in the wow. blizzard, of course, yeah, and um I just want to tell you guys, it was a fantastic <sighs> reunion it was It was just an emotional thing, it was so great. uh My husband got to um meet uh his brother and uh two sisters that he never knew he had and wow. um so, it was really, really good. Oh. I just wanted to let you know that your reunion trip for us was a real reunion, and uh, we just wanted to thank you guys. That's so nice. So
1: explain what happened when your husband and your father in law got together. They saw each other for the first time.
15: there was like hugs without wanting to let go, and there was tears and um that is what I expect I, I wanted to see that you know, yeah. man the, the father had tears in his eyes and it was like the prodigal son, you know, that long lost son that yeah. just came home, and yeah. So um, yeah, it it was great. It it was great. And, and what had,
1: what did they talk about? Like that's a big. Like how do you catch that's up? a lifetime of conversation. Forty years. It is
15: a lot of it is a lot of catching up. Unfortunately, we didn't have a a, a lot of time. We uh, we got there and um, we we left the hotel because we stayed in Montego Bay. We yeah. had to somewhere to stay because we don't know that there. And so we stayed, and we t- t- drove uh, almost three hours actually to get there. Wow. So we got after ele- we got it after eleven o'clock. So from Montego Bay to Saint Elizabeth, that's a long way. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of left them. You know, he he introduced himself, and Ugh. everybody came. You know, his brother came, and the sisters and came, and they you know they hugged and they they kissed and. And uh, his stepmother, which is wonderful, I I mean, I kind of left him alone, you know, I didn't, wasn't there with them to see, but he, as he told me, you know, he didn't bring up the the past as to why you didn't look for me and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. he just told him that he was trying to get in touch with him and he wrote him letters and and all that stuff like that. And he never heard back from, from the dad. So the dad told him, well, you know, um, one of the problem years ago was, you know, even now today that you write letter when letters are coming from places like canada and the states and all these countries uh, the people in the mail in the in the um in the post office what they do they open the mail and they if they get money they'll take it and if not then they just throw the, the mails the um the letters away Jeez. oh wow yeah. damn yeah but my 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 daughter we took her as well she's 10 and was she, she she was so happy because uh, she doesn't know my dad my dad passed away before she was born so mm. She was really happy to see a grandpa. And, oh, and, uh, my God. And he gave her a little picture of her grandmother from like a passport picture that he had. And uh, she kept this picture and she held on to it in a pocket for the whole time. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet, oh, my
4: God. Yeah. Uh, this is amazing. I'll, I'll say that when we did Ron Zimoka's family reunion, it was one of the best things and mm-hmm. that we've ever done on the show. And we've done a lot of great things. I won't, I'm not going to downplay it. But That's this this, this was one, it was my favorite thing we've ever done. And Air Transat really came through. And you guys are the ones that made it. It was your stories and yeah. the, the, the passion of your families that really, you know, put this on another level for us like mocha and i as blown away as you are overseeing your husband meet his Mm -hmm. dad after 40 years you know we we are as blown away by you guys just willing to share those stories and wanting to sort of take that leap with your own families it's incredible like it's incredible so like i know that you want to thank us but you know we want to thank you well
15: thank you thank you thank you so much you guys do such a wonderful job every morning You know, I wake up with you and I drive to work with you and I listen to you until you leave the building at 10 o'clock. Then I change to something. Oh, wow. Damn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Anne. uh, Much love to you and to your husband and to your daughter and to everybody uh, in your household that listens to the Ronza Mocha Show. And we are so, so, so happy that things worked out the way they did with that family reunion.
15: Thank you so much, guys. Have a wonderful day, and God bless you, and thank you again.
8: The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
15: Will is here!
1: Good
14: morning,
15: sir!
1: Good morning, good morning. Lego Movie 2, in theaters Feb 8th. Um. How exciting is this for you, man? This is like your your third one, third movie in the Lego franchise.
14: It's pretty cool. Somebody just told me that uh, I'm I'm having three been Lego Batman three times now in a movie that I'm I'm tied with Christian Bale. For, yeah, for cinematic Batman. So, I guess well, I'm, the, s- I'm kind of the same as Christian Bale. Okay.
4: Are we all agreed uh, on that? I will, I know, we have had many, many, many debates on this show, and we've had former Batmans on, everything else. You are my second favorite Batman.
14: I'll take it. Right? <laughs> Number one being... Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Okay. Number Who were you going to say? I was going to say Michael Keaton. He's mine. Really? I love yeah. all the other guys, but I love Keaton. Have you ever seen Mike Keaton? Yeah. <laughs> no, go for it. Mike Keaton impression is made for radio, by the way. Uh, and it goes like this, and it goes, wait a second, the Japanese are going to come in, and they're going to buy our car plant? It's from Gung Ho. Do you remember that? Wow. Okay, I was going
4: to say, there's a lot of Michael Keaton you can do. But, like, when you pull out Gung Ho. Nobody does it from Gung Ho. I, I don't remember that line in the <laughs> yeah. original Batman yeah, movie, yeah. With Keaton. <laughs> <laughs>
14: okay.
1: Hey, have you signed on for more? Uh,
14: I mean, you I'm, to say? I'm ready to sign. I was actually going to ask to borrow your pen, but yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm i available to do it. No, I, you know what? I have so much fun doing it, and we've talked about who knows what's going to happen, yeah. but uh, hopefully, people enjoy this movie. And If they do, you know how it goes, then we'll make more. There's such a long history of actors
4: who stay away from animation or anything fantasy or all this stuff until they have a kid. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you have a kid, and you're like, I need to get in that world.
14: I'm that guy. My kids love it. it, it the currency that I get in my own house with my kids and at my kids' school is unbelievable. Right. Um, I, they treat me like a circus clown at the school. Yeah. They're like, hey, do Batman. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll do anything to be cool for kids. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And they're how old now? My sons are eight and ten. They're actually both voices in Lego Batman. No. no yeah. really? So this one, um, they're not voicing this one. They passed. Um, Uh, The deal wasn't good enough. Jeez. No. (laughs) <laughs> but but uh, so they they love it, man. It's just been awesome. I just hope that I don't wreck it for them. You know what I mean? The yeah. movie going experience. But I don't well, I but
4: that happens too, and that happens with with actors that are in great shows where you suddenly can't be a fan
14: of an awesome show. because yeah. you know what? It, you know everything about it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes sometimes these days we know so much how the sausage is made, and we need to just enjoy the sausage a little more. I want to get T shirts by the way that just say "Enjoy the sausage." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not what you think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do your kids, being your kids, to get advantage of seeing the movie well before it comes out? Or do you make them wait so they experience
14: well, it like regular movie guys? I like to make them wait. But, you know, the, the way that they actually became voices in Lego Batman was we had to record on a Saturday up at Warner Brothers. And, and they were just, it was Saturday, and it was unusual. So I just had them with me, like, wow. just be quiet. And they were, like, on their... Yeah iPads and doing stuff, and at one point they were just kind of bored. They are like, Dad, how much longer is this going to be? And I'm trying to make a movie. And I just said, hey, and and I looked at Chris McKay, the director, and he was, uh, he was like, do they want to come? Said, yeah, come on, guys, get in here. And I put them in front of the mic and just recorded them doing some oh, voices. Yeah. No
4: other dad in the world, when their yeah. kid is bored on the iPad and goes, Dad, how long is this going to be? Nobody can pull it. A- God, you want to be in a movie? Yeah, yeah we shut up.
14: Yeah, it's rarefied <laughs> air. It's rarefied <laughs> air.
4: You know? When you
1: are making uh, a movie like Lego Bad, Man, or like for example uh Lego Movie 2 yeah. and you are the voice it's like way completely different from making another movie where you're interacting with live people yeah. how much time
14: have you actually timed what it take like how the- much actual time I did recording this yeah I, i've never rec- I, I i don't know exactly how much time but we make it over the course of like 2 years oh geez, in like 2 hour increments gotcha you know uh, the funny thing is <clears throat> you know i get to go out and take all this credit and whatever but you know there are all these hundreds and thousands of people who are incredible artists Mm -hmm. who are like slaving away like just trying to get the just trying to get the last drawing and get the last thing and stuff and then we come in and you know I I voice it and then they animate to what I do as well so sometimes I feel a little bad because you don't see the animation in front of you at all Never, no, 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 no. Okay. And So you're talking about this. You're literally going like, wait, how far away is he from me physically when I'm saying this line to him? And then, and then I, you make stuff up. Like you've got the dialogue, and then you're like, hey, you know, you think of something funny. You think like, maybe he should go over here. And they're like, yeah, just go for it. And you record it. Now the animators are like, oh, great. Now I got to draw. Right. Like Thanks, yeah. That this <laughs> jerk. jackass came uh, up we, with.
4: Uh, we want you to, j- Maury, Come on in here for one second. Um, uh,
1: Will Arnett is here, by the way, for Lego Batman Two in theaters Feb 8th. Buddy, how are you? Uh, hey, um, man.
4: Maury, Good Maury does, uh, uh, he likes to fancy himself a voice actor.
14: This is, by the way, this is the first segment of Mondays with Maury. Right. <laughs> it's not connected to Tuesdays with Maury. <laughs> uh,
4: okay. it's, a better Maury it's better book. Maury would like to do uh, his Batman, and if you could judge his Batman sure. and possibly critique it as well, sure. you'll see his script in front of you. Go okay, ahead, Maury. Here we go. Obviously, like all my movies, Batman is the main character,
14: and this is no exception. Okay, not too bad. Thanks very much. Thanks for coming in, <laughs> and uh, and we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not gonna work. Not gonna no. work. No. Who's Bruce Wayne? He sounds like a cool guy. It's pretty good. I got to say that's pretty good. You but know, doesn't he sound a little like, you know. Serial killer-ish? Yeah. Well, not, I mean, does it sound like he owns a kill room?
4: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you so know, that not can be hosed it. down. You say owns like he bought it at Costco. Yeah. Not built. Wait, no. He had Wait, originally leased it
14: with an option to buy. And <laughs> then he, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. my God. Will Arnett,
8: thank you so much. The Roz and Mocha
14: Show podcast. Too
4: much going on TV last night. You had the Royal Rumble. Oh, so good. Which don't worry, Rumble fans. There will be at some point in the show. We're going to give you guys an opportunity to nerd out over the Royal Rumble. Amazing. Okay. Sure. I don't, I don't know for how long. Maybe like ten minutes. That's a long time. Because so much needs to be said. Apparently, That's I don't a know a lot time. about what went down on the Rumble last night. But we'll I'll let be you honest, guys. I will
1: give you your moment. I started watching at seven when the pay per view started, and yeah. I went to bed at nine. So I had to watch bits and pieces when we got in here this
4: morning on the WWE Network. Also, Rent Live went down last night. A lot of people freaking out over that. And the SAG Awards happened last night. There was too much going on last night. And at the beginning of the SAG Awards, they do this thing... Where they have, they pick a bunch of actors and yeah. because the SAG Awards, it's a screen actors guild. So it's their union basically, right? It's yeah. their union banquet. And then they vote for each other. That's why it's all only acting categories. And they always do, they, they'll pick a bunch of stars out of the audience. And the show starts with them telling a personal sort of little anecdote. Yeah about what it means to be an actor or a story of them coming up in acting or something meaningful. And they started last night with um, Mike Myers. And Mike Myers, so we'll give you a taste of sort of what it's like when they do these little speeches to camera.
6: Hello. Hi. Uh, what I'm about to tell you is a true story. I was born in Canada, a country that heavily yeah, right. Um, a country that heavily subsidizes their
14: arts. When I was 17, the Canadian government had me fill out a vocational training test to see what it is that I should do for a living once I graduated high school. I sent it to Ottawa, and two weeks later, the Canadian government determined that I should be a movie star. <laughs> Absolutely true. I am the specter of big
6: government. My name is Mike Myers, and I
4: am an actor. Okay, so so that was Mike Myers. And then immediately after Mike Myers, there was just a ton of applause because the people in the room could see what was happening next. Oh, Which okay. was, there was a camera on Jeffrey Owens. And if you remember Jeffrey Owens, he oh, was... Elvin from Cosby Show. Elvin from Cosby Show. And the big story earlier in the year was that somebody photographed him uh, bagging groceries at a Trader Joe's in New Jersey. And everybody felt that he that we should feel sorry for him. And his whole thing was, listen, I'm an actor and sometimes you have to do stuff. So as soon as Mike Myers finished that, uh, they cut to Jeffrey Owens who was sitting there in a tux at one of the tables. So
6: somewhere in the middle of the road of my life, I found myself in the dark wood of unemployment and debt. But instead of switching careers, like the same person, I took a job at a local Trader Joe's to see if I could hang in there with my career. And, um, it's actually worked out pretty well. <laughs> I'm Jeffrey Owens, and I am an actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, that was right? awesome. Yeah, like
4: that. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Because I guess after all that went down, he got a ton of offers. Yeah, of course. So he's back working again, and uh, it was. Do they the... write their own stuff, or do they work with somebody bo- <sighs> from? like the production side of the SAG Awards. No, I, I mean, who knows? I mean, it could be a combo of both, but yeah. I don't think really anybody needed to touch the Jeffrey Owens speech. Yeah, that's no, ex- that, that's exactly what <laughs> it happened. It was perfect.
8: <laughs> the Rosin and Mocha Show Podcast.
4: So there was so much going on last night. Uh, there was the SAG Awards. Yes. There was the Royal Rumble. And oh, is that what we want to talk about? There was Rent Live. And I had said oh. that I would give... Rumble fans. Oh, okay, great. Time on the show this morning cuz I know it was huge and I know it means a lot yeah. to them. All right. So uh, you the, want the full breakdown? No, or? I don't. No. Um oh. and I said that I would give Rumble fans uh, uh time on the show to just sit and nerd out. I said I we, we would give them 10 minutes
8: Oh, okay, to great, sit perfect. and nerd
4: out. No. 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 Oh sit and nerd out, and we gave out the number that they could text. Yeah, 925 by the way. And then Maury said, hey, what about Rent? And I was like, nah, man, we got to do Rumble for oh, the okay, Rumble great. fans. No. It's not happening. Oh. Uh, because none of you Rumble fans uh, sent us a text. Man. So I'm starting to question your loyalty to both Rumble and to the show. However, we did get one text, which was uh, why would you crap on Rent Live? It was emotional and timeless. <laughs> that was one text we got for Rent Live.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, one text. Royal Rumble got beat out by Rent?
4: Yeah, however, because Man. I'm a sleuth. Because I'm a sleuth. <laughs> I'm a sleuth. Uh, I checked uh, who the text came from. Yeah. Hey, Maury, come on in here. Yeah, exactly. It was one text <laughs> Yeah, from Maury? You don't have to text the show. But how else am I supposed to be heard? (laughs) (laughs) The microphone, maybe. (laughs) I'd say I'd say the the thing in front of you that makes your voice heard. Oh no. Uh, So yeah, so Maury, you watched Rent Live. I
2: did with my husband and it was so cool to to both of us sit there and watch something so meaningful and important.
4: Okay, so break it down. Have you seen Rent live before? Like, have you seen? Oh, absolutely. You have? It's about AIDS. Uh, no, no, no. I know that. Okay. I think we all know I that. Know you, you, and you, you, and you. Vanessa Hudgens was in it last. That's night. right. Yeah, and a couple I, hot dancers. And Adina Menzel was the original person who did the Vanessa Hudgens role. Correct. That's Right. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. From and Adina Menzel is Let It Go from Frozen. It, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what do you have in front of you, Moore? You have the the big song, the song. Okay. And what, what's that song called? Actually, Seasons of Love. Okay. And are you going to do this acapella for the people in honor of Rent Live last night, uh, Mocha? Had the Rumble people come through for you? You and I would be wrestling right now, but unfortunately they did not. So thank here God we for go. that one text, Maury. Now you get to sing uh, Rent Live for the people live.
2: Yeah. 525,600 minutes, 525,000 moments so dear. It's moments. (laughs) 525,600 minutes, how do you measure? Measure a year in daylights, in sunsets, in midnights, in cups of coffee, okay, pa- for in inches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're getting
1: a little too excited, bro. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm just going to
4: take okay. his lyrics.
1: No, no, no. Oh, oh, you had the lyrics in front of yeah. you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. Maury, come on, Mr. Yeah. Big Fan.
4: No, okay, more. okay, Okay, oh, Superfan, here we go. Okay. One, two, three, and...
2: Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Five hundred twenty-five thousand moments, oh dear. Mm. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. How do you measure measure a year in daylight, in sunset, in midnights, in cups of coffee, in hairlines and. In- in,
4: <laughs> in, inches, in inches and miles Not hairlines <laughs> In hairlines Like whose hairline? Your hairline? In, the in the hairlines lines. What do you find in a hairline? <laughs> As it's receding? Oh. <laughs> oh, like the passage of time based on somebody's hairline? Is that what we're doing yeah. here? Like yours would be yeah. right, right back there <laughs> <laughs> uh.
8: The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast Hey, is
4: this, is this true? This has what? to be a, a joke, right? John Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. He's just like screwing around saying how The Rock wanted to be in Crazy Rich Asians, right? And he's pissed <laughs> that he wasn't.
3: Get out of here. <laughs> did you hear this?
4: No. So this is from the SAG Awards red carpet. This is uh, uh, John Chu, director of Crazy Rich Asians.
1: The Rock did call me. <laughs> he was mad that I didn't call him for this one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> For real, for real, for real. He was like, "We're so proud." Blah blah. blah.
11: Why didn't you call me for this? So okay, next so time,
1: maybe we're gonna we'll see. See. the Rock calling you about it. the Ro- the Rock is in like every single movie. Hey, Dwayne, Dwayne, take a C for one
7: movie. Can you
3: do that for one movie? Every time I turn on TV, you're in every freaking thing. Give us one thing. Can you give us our one thing? <laughs> uh,
4: see, I think Let's, that that would have changed everything. Had The Rock been yeah. in Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. What's The Rock's background? Samoan, like a hundred percent Samoan. Yeah. He? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think just, his
1: I think his mom is, and his dad, I believe, is black. Yeah. Did you see that picture that he he tweeted or he put up on Instagram over the weekend? No. He posted some shots from the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Holy cow! What's Hobbs and Shaw? That's the Fast and Furious spinoff. Oh, oh, right, yes. the one that
4: Tyrese was pissed at, right? Because Tyrese didn't get paid because they pushed the next Fast and Furious to do Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, gotcha.
1: So The Rock posted a picture on set with Roman Reigns, who's from the WWE, who recently had to step away. He was a champ; he had the belt, and he was the one that stepped away because uh, he's fighting leukemia. Is he really? And Roman Reigns is The Rock's cousin. And Roman Reigns, we found out over the weekend, will play The Rock's brother, one of The Rock's brothers, really? in the new Hobbs and Shaw movie. But he has real, like, it's not a
4: wrestling gimmick. No, like, no. He has leukemia. He, for real, oh, he had to God, step away Lord and everything. God, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, What's it, that the, more? The Rock's, um, some of his heritage is from Nova Scotia. Yeah, but I'm just wondering, like ethnically like what, what, what the background of his parents were, because if he's legitimately pissed at being in, not being in, crazy no, rich No, no, no. I'm he was, I think you. No, I'm like, I does he just want to just be like, in the movie because it's like a hot goofing. movie. Yeah, they were I just goofing I on. don't know. I don't because if I saw, like, you know, when you get, what's that? What do you call it? What of the thing with the FOMO. <laughs> yeah, Mori has it all the time, right Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I could see that happening like even even though the rock is in all these devastatingly massive movies, yeah. he Every could see, movie? he could see yeah, something. But what would he be doing in Asia? Well, it doesn't matter. You could get the <laughs> Rock to do anything. <laughs> no, but as I don't the, know I'm traveling. Like, no, but yeah. I'm talking
2: about for the plot of the movie. Why would he be at that party? Why would he be there? Well, like he would g- have to play himself as a oh we were so rich because and we hired the Rock to serve wine.
4: No, man, I need him as like a character in that movie. I don't no, want he him would to have play to the, be rock. the Rock. No, 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 no. Aww. Then that changes everything then that changes everything. No, he has to be like something in that movie. No,
2: that would have ruined it. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I agree, agree with you. Don't get me wrong.
4: Like, you can't put The Rock in everything. Like, they had a point. Like, sit one out, man. <laughs> yeah,
2: give us Like just one. Right? Like,
4: you have, like, four,
1: sometimes five movies a year. Let us just have this one for
4: this <laughs> yeah. brief moment in time, and then you can continue to dominate the box office. Right. Like, you, like, what do you need? More, yeah. right? Like, you already make the most. And you you already bought your mom a house. You're good. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: multiple houses. Leave us alone, Rock. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Kawhi Leonard. It was just announced that he bought a home. Oh, really? Kawhi Leonard bought a home. Oh, really? For $13.3 million. Really? In San Diego. Oh. (laughs) So, do what you want with that information. Oh, But he bought a home in San Diego, which isn't that far from L.A. Which, you know, L.A., they got the Lakers. They got the Clippers. The Clippers want Kawhi. Kawhi's made it no secret that he wants to play for LA.
4: Yeah, and also Kawhi, if you're listening right now, or if somebody who knows Kawhi, they're the guys on the team who have places, you know, down in America. Still, the last couple weeks have been really brutal. Okay, it's been cold. We get it. We understand. But somebody, just please let them know how awesome the summers are in this city. Like it gets better. It really does. It's not. We we're I not. I don't we're know if you can get that money back though know. for that home. We're, we're not pale all the time. Like we do. We lighten up. I mean people were you
1: were pretty pale. <laughs> Actually, no, out of the two of y'all, Maury is really yeah. pale. But, but even but we... in the summertime, Maury doesn't darken true. up at all.
4: It gets better, though. Kawhi, it gets better. Like, it really does. Man. You have to go through this in order that? to get to the good stuff in the summer. People in this city wear very little clothes in the summer, and it's awesome.
2: I know, and you can see a lot of
4: men's shins. Yes, shins, Kawhi, shins. <laughs> Think of all I'm the shins. I'm throwing everything at them right now.
2: Think
1: of all the shins you'd be missing uh, yeah, out on, Kawhi.
4: Yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> the sexiest part. You don't need to spend $13 million in Ooh. San Diego on a big old house when you got Toronto shins. <laughs> right here at home, baby. Right here. <laughs> And then
1: you're gonna get those people out there like, oh, but Kawhi, he went to school in, in San Diego. He really loves San
4: Diego. I know, but it doesn't matter though. So, and it's not even like I want him to spend his money here. I don't care. Spend you all know. your money outside. I don't. I don't care. Just, just, play, don't, for us, just play for us forever. Play for us forever.
1: Please, Kawhi, if you're listening. Also, think of the Shins.
8: Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
1: Hi,
3: right, it's Razamoka. What's going on? Yo, good morning, Razamoka. How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. What's your name? Uh, my name is Vic. Uh, it's Vic from Ottawa.
1: Oh, Nick. What up, man?
3: Um, so I was actually listening to the podcast about working yesterday, and um, uh, the guy that called in regarding the stem cells and everything. Um, so, like, he covered a brief bit of it, but I've actually successfully donated stem cells and bone marrow, and I thought, like, I could give you guys, like, a little bit more info because I know you guys had a lot
4: of questions. Yeah, so we were talking to a guy who was donating. Uh, he was going in to donate... Stem, stem cells, cells yeah. right yeah, and yeah. you hear that like you hear that all the time, you know especially the debate with stem cell research and everything else and we're all supposed to sort of have an opinion on stem cells and how they harvest them and what they do with them, but I would say most people don't really know the details behind it
3: yeah so what did um, you do, and, Nick? what did you do? so I did stem cells first. And then I successfully donated bone marrow as well.
4: How do you donate bone marrow?
3: Uh, so, bone marrow, uh, same thing. My name got put back on the registry after a year of my, uh, I had to wait a year yeah. after my stem cell donation. And then, like, I got a call again saying, like, Hey, listen, you're a potential match uh, for bone marrow. And I'm like, Yep, cool, whatever. So, they did all the blood tests and everything. They're like, No, you are the match the best match uh and then so wait you were a
1: best match for one person or like a yes, group of people
3: I, I was uh the best match for one person
1: wow. oh damn okay and yeah. how do you know how long that person had
3: been waiting um i'm not too sure i do know it was a little boy under the age of two. Oh, oh my Jesus. god dude yeah. so that that was that was tough uh so regarding the whole like finding out who it is it's that it's all confidential and then mm. after a year after the donation date both parties have to agree to share information right and then you just and then you just carry on for there so and like that's completely understandable
4: how do they harvest your bone marrow
3: so what happened was that they put the general anesthetic in and then on my right side on my hip bone they went in and then then I don't remember it fully but like they That was the insertion point of where they like extracted the bone marrow
1: from your 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 hip bone, or do they have to go to where your back is? I always thought Uh, it was like like your near your spine or something.
3: No, so it's the hip bone because that's like your biggest bone in the body of like that has all the bone and everything. Mm -hmm. So they did that, and then I just woke up in surgery and daycare, and then like within three hours later, I was uh, out at home. Wow! And then they gave me uh, like codeine stuff like that.
4: Hey man, uh, you are amazing and there's no other way to, to put that. And, uh, Thank you. if anybody else listening either like you in Ottawa or in Toronto or Victoria or Vancouver, anybody else where you can hear the show or anywhere across the country of the world on the podcast, uh, do what Nick did and figure out locally how you can. Put yourself on a registry list and save a life, I guess, right?
3: Um, for Canadians, it's just uh, with onenatch.ca. I don't know how other Canadians do it and everything, okay. but no, it's it's so great. They're super wonderful staff and everything.
1: Okay, there you go. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Nick. Not a problem. Bye.
3: The Roz and Mocha Show
7: Podcast. Hello?
1: Cassie and Ingrid, it's Roz and Mocha.
7: Hi, Mocha.
1: Yo, what's going on? How are you?
7: Oh, gosh. We were talking about you last night. So I'm Kathy's mom, and she said that when her dad cooks soup, he puts these big fat chunks of vegetables, that you need a knife and fork to eat a soup or a stew. (laughs) Yeah. And then my friend George made us some stew to take home. And the same thing, and we said this has got to be a dude thing.
1: Okay, so here's the text that we got just now from Ingrid, right? (laughs) Yeah. Question for you men us two women want to know why men seem to leave vegetables and meat in massive chunks in soups or stews. Why
4: is this? I will say that Catherine uh, makes soup quite often Uh and when she will put all the vegetables in and like do her whole thing and then just when it's almost finished she goes to the pantry, grabs the hand blender and turns the whole thing into a giant paste. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, like it's just a giant puree. Uh, I think for guys, it's a, it's a matter of what is the most efficient. I'm talking about guys who cook and also guys who don't really cook. It's what it's what's most efficient, and that is...
7: a Lazy. You no, know, it's, it's, it's not. It's not when it's a, you're eating it.
4: <laughs> listen, you judge things by how big they are in your mouth, okay? Ah. So, <laughs> shut up, Maury. Jesus, You,
7: you don't roll up for a second? Gosh. Okay,
4: you, you judge things by how big they're going to be in your mouth. That's what she said. <laughs> and, and what you do is when we're chopping things, we chop things into <laughs> sections or pieces that are going to fit our mouths. And we're going to be able to handle, and we're going to be able to chew, and then we're going to be able to swallow, okay?
1: They don't
4: fit in my mouth. Yeah, listen, you can put more in than you think okay he's got braces oh wait jeez. oh
1: here's the thing i don't know if every guy is like this but at least for me i like my soups to have big pieces of vegetables big pieces of meat because i like my soup to feel like a meal and i think that's why most guys chew do that with soup because they like for it to feel like a meal and not like a drink,
2: I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you know we're used to meals in a can, like Hungry Man and stuff. So we're trying to mimic what's in a can. First of
4: all, Maury, enough with the we. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't say we. Yeah. We're used to meals in a can. <laughs> You're used to meals in a can. Okay. Uh, no, I think Mocha's right, and that is we we like we like we like things that are hearty. Okay, we like to chew. We like to get in there with a fork and knife, even in a a stew or a soup. But like, I like the big pieces. Like, if I have a chicken soup and I go in there with a spoon, and the first thing I pull out is just like a big, beautiful piece of white meat, that's Mm. the greatest soup in the world. Yeah, I agree. The greatest soup in the world where I will make Catherine. Uh, tacos. Like I'll make chicken tacos for, her, right? Yeah. She will take the meat that I have perfectly chopped into the perfect portion size for each little piece of taco. Yeah. And then she will just go at it with two knives. Or even crudely just cut each piece in half with a spoon. What? Yeah. Yes, like she I likes agree. Th- she likes things oh, smaller. You stop it over there, Ingrid. Right. Because
7: you can fit a little bit of everything on the spoon and then you don't just taste chicken or just carrot or just this. You taste everything together. Okay. These potatoes were so big in the stew, one piece of potato didn't even fit on a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of soup.
1: That's
4: my kind of soup.
1: Cassie and Ingrid, thank <laughs> you so much for texting in. Love you guys lots. Thank
0: you guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
4: Uh, how much cash <laughs> you carry on you? Mm. Ever. Do you, like, are you a cashless guy? Majority of
1: the time I'm cashless. Are I think you? Yeah. Today, I don't, like, if
4: you have cash on you, don't take it out. It just, it makes Maury upset.
1: 40 bucks maybe?
4: Okay. Okay, now 40, ask me. I will, I will, 40,
1: 45, 50, I got 50 bucks on me right now. You have 50
4: oh. bucks on you. Yeah.
1: majority of the time I, you know what honestly I don't even know where this money came from
2: <laughs> I know. then will you know if it disappears
4: because
1: <laughs> I usually use debit can I
2: have one <laughs> can I have one <laughs> can I do something for it no, no. like it's I'll not, do something also, for it that's
4: just as weird as saying can I have one that's <laughs>
2: No, it's not a like bag of chips. no, I uh, like I'll work for it.
4: No, that's even more weird. Why like, is that hello? weird? It's called you the,
1: work for it right now. It's yeah. called having a job. No, but
4: I'll work for your twenty. No, 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 absolutely no not. that's so weird. That is so, so, so weird. Uh, okay, let me go over these numbers with you. Uh, oh, by a- the
2: way, I don't have any
4: money on me. they I wasn't going to ask more. Uh, <laughs> they surveyed a bunch of people and asked them how they feel about carrying cash and how much cash they actually carry, and they found that sixty three percent of people. Said that they either strongly or moderately that they hardly ever carry cash, and that number was particularly high among uh, the younger set. So, seventy percent of respondents between the Asian Asians ages of twenty six to thirty seven mm-hmm. uh, were against cash. Oh, but remarkably mean. 57% of people over the age of 55 also said that they carry hardly any cash.
2: But you know that half the restaurants you go to now are cashless. Like there's so many places I go to if I want a drink or something and they don't take
4: cash. Let me tell you my problem with that is I find that to be highly offensive I agree. and and I find that that alienates a massive part of the population who are on the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum. Because in order to be fully cashless, you have to have a bank account. Mm-hmm. You have to have presumably somewhat decent credit if you're going to need a credit card. Mm-hmm. You have to have that life. And if you are somebody who doesn't have that life, that maybe goes to check cashing places because you work in part time and you got to get a front on your money. Uh, you are suddenly not welcome in certain places that serve food and drinks.
2: But I guess the flip side of that is they don't have to deal with change. They don't have... It's safer I for... Care. I don't care. No. I don't care. Safer? What, no, from, from shoot em up robbers? Like no
4: one's going <laughs> to steal your cash. Nah, stop. No, it's it's tacky. It to go To go completely cashless is... Yeah. I find it to be offensive and tacky. I really do, and I don't Plus, care what the people, place
1: is. You know, you always hear... When you have financial experts on television or you read articles, they always say, if you want to help manage your money or avoid using a credit card exactly is use cash.
2: Yep. Like there are times right. where I'm in the red and I have five bucks that Roz happened to give me for something and I'll go to a place and I can't <laughs> use it. You, you mean like...
4: That sounds so weird, but you mean like when I you have five dollars because I gave you money to get coffee and you didn't give me back my change? Yes,
2: that's yeah, right, I did yeah. not give you five dollars.
4: I
1: said
2: you gave me
4: five dollars no, for something. No, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mori's notorious for that too. By the right? way, right?
4: Yeah, you
1: are so like yeah. we'll give you like twenty bucks to go get yeah. coffee for the yeah, and then the I room. become
4: cashless, yeah. and then
1: and then all of a sudden you come back and it's like what? Well,
4: there's yeah, no I change. T- I changed my mind. Everything should be cashless. Ros
11: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay,
10: so my question is, my question. is is.
11: Got a problem
1: you can't fix? Ozzy okay, got you. Hi, Chris. Are you there?
12: Hey, how are you doing?
1: Good. So you are uh, in
4: quite the predicament here, huh?
12: Yeah. Okay, Thank let's. You.
4: Try and go through here, Chris, some of the stuff that you wrote. Razamoka FML. I got a situation with an ex-boyfriend, and I need your opinion on what to do. Uh, last October to January, you guys were happy and involved. Then some stuff happened. You wound up breaking up. He has a son. You offered support, and it didn't work out. And then in mid-September, eight months later, you sent him a message on WhatsApp just to say hi. And then you say an hour later, you went back onto WhatsApp and he had changed his profile picture to a picture of the two of you and didn't write you back, right?
12: No, he didn't.
4: (laughs) And then so what you had said is that you tried to text him, you tried to contact him uh, three different ways, asking him to please take the picture down. You're not okay with it being up. So what do you do at this point, right? So I guess it's generally, like, I know in your situation it's it's a WhatsApp profile pic, but in general, what do you do if an ex posts or continues to post pictures of the two of you guys together right
12: yeah
4: and has he talked to you at all has he contacted you at all no no okay do you guys have like
1: mutual friends at all that uh you'd be able to get any type of information out of or information to him
12: no not at Uh, all
1: um, why do you think he changed the message just like out of spite or not the message sorry the the profile pic because he knows that it would bother
12: you I don't know. I have. I really don't have any idea why he would do such a thing. Because you know, I I even tried contacting WhatsApp and said, you know, I, I'm not okay with this. Mm-hmm. And I've asked him to take it down, and he hasn't. And they're like, well, do you have his number? And I said, yeah. And if we'll give us give us his number. We'll contact him, and if he doesn't take it down, still we'll take it down. But that's not going to stop him from putting it back up again. It's the only picture that he has of uh, us. Who dumped who? It wasn't really one or the other. It was just life just got in the way.
4: But who was the one that suggested maybe this isn't working out?
12: Um, he did initially he because did. of what was going on in his life. It's really then- interesting.
4: I, I understand this from a point where maybe if you broke up with him... And oftentimes this stuff is triggered by something. When somebody starts posting pictures of their ex, it's triggered by something. Maybe because they found out that you were dating somebody new and they wanted to sort of throw up that flag being like I was there first. There, who knows. Uh, yeah. It's it's a very manipulative thing to do that. And the circumstances is how it went down which was his picture was not the two of you until you reached out to him to say, "Hey, what's up?" and then he didn't reply to you all he did was change his profile pic to a picture of the two of you which is strange in itself now as far as what you can do about this I don't know if there's much to be honest with no. you but I also don't think it's that big of a deal I think that it, I think that it matters a whole lot to you, but just generally in life, I don't think it matters that much. I don't think that if you then go out and, you know, find a new boyfriend, your boyfriend is then going to stumble across, uh, you know, manipulative photos that your ex is posting of the two of you, unless he somehow becomes friends with him on, on WhatsApp. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it bothers you for a lot of reasons, uh, but I, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think that you should be stressing about this maybe as much as you are.
1: Hey, Chris, why do you still have him as a contact in your phone? That's the other thing.
12: Um, you know, I just never never deleted him. I kind of waited to see if, if things would calm down a bit.
1: Yeah, but it's been how long now since you guys have broken up?
12: Um, okay, so that's the other thing. It was like eight months.
1: Okay. Yeah. All you have to do to fix this
4: situation is go into your contact list, mm-hmm. delete him. Yep. Completely. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's the only answer here. Yeah. Also, why didn't you do that at the beginning? If you've listened to this show and you hear our advice, and this is from, believe me, is not us talking at our butts, okay? This is from years and years and years, is that the number one rule, at least at the beginning of a, of a breakup, has to be a clean break. You got to unfollow mm-hmm. him on social. You got to delete his contact on WhatsApp. You have to do all of that stuff at the beginning stages of a breakup, okay? Clean break is the only way this works. Because look at okay. you now. You're eight months later. You're obsessing about his profile picture on WhatsApp. Do you creep his photos on
9: Facebook? No.
4: No. Okay. okay. So yeah, I mean, listen. No. Uh, you you got the There is one thing and one thing only that you can do, and that is delete him out of your profile or delete him out of your contacts. Okay. Yeah, All right, Chris. That's it.
12: High five. He'll and he'll,
4: he'll get the uh, he'll get the picture.
12: All right, guys. You oh. have a great week. All right. All right, you too, girl. Take care. All right.
4: I would love to delete that for her. You know I she's really not going to do it. I know. And that's the problem. I could tell as soon as you said that, as soon as you said there is one easy solution because this has now been eight months yeah. for her and there is only one solution and it is very easy and that is if the picture bothers you, delete him. He's your ex. And instead of doing the, really the healthy thing, uh, she's making this so, so difficult on herself. Yeah.
8: Lies and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS.
4: I'm just going through a list here. They put together, they, they they surveyed a ton of people and they asked people what their number one fear was. <sighs> and... Public speaking is seven on the list with 17%. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because a lot of people have the public speaking fear. Yeah. But what's number one on the list? What is the biggest collective sort of fear that we have? And I'll I'll say this, okay? Dying is not on the list. Oh, I was going to say death. No. Is it spiders? Uh, Spiders is not in the top ten. The darkness underwater. The dark at uh, number eight, Maury. The what? dark. Okay, hold on. What so, would people say is 15% number of adults one are still one on a list of things dark. that
1: they're afraid of? Yeah. The most afraid of
2: losing oh. their family? Noises in the hall.
4: Noises in the hall? Sorry. That's very specific. How
1: old are you,
2: bro? Fly? <laughs> <laughs> like last night, you had to pause the TV. There were noises in the hall.
4: <laughs> uh, at number 10 on the list, birds. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yo. You yeah. know what? My wife hates birds.
4: Really? Yeah. Like,
2: all birds? All
1: birds. Like
4: a budgie. Hates them.
2: Don't right. forget, there was birds in a park here the last summer that were attacking people. Yeah, yeah I she know, hates
4: birds. Jeez. Okay. Uh, number nine is flying. Number okay. eight, Maury, is the dark. Number seven is public speaking. Number six is clowns. Yeah. Oh, Damn, yeah. people still
1: scared of clowns. Yeah.
4: Huh? Number five is needles. Okay. I don't like
2: needles. I'm not afraid of them. I yeah. won't do them. I have to have the kitty needles when they give me a needle. What's a kitty needle? It's a much smaller and I guess. Point pick, pricky thing? Yeah, um, needle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But what if you have? To, what if they have, they have to take blood? Then they use a kitty needle. But what if they have to give you a shot? Kitty needle. Come on. How old are you? Five. I I once they had to call Matthew. I was you, blacking you, out. You can't find it. You can't put in an IV with a kitty needle. I've never had I. have an IV. Oh. But if they're giving me something, that's yeah. shocking. You've never had an IV. <laughs>
4: um, number four is that's confined spaces, aka claustrophobia. Like the closet, yeah. okay. Yeah, like the closet, which I came out years ago. <laughs> uh, number three is the dentist. Uh-huh. Oh no, yeah, the only thing on the list that's somebody's job other than clown. You know what I mean. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs>
1: I was <laughs> like, trying, to, I'm just out here trying to earn a living, bro. Right. You know, <laughs>
4: lawyer. Uh, you no, know, people aren't afraid of lawyers. They're afraid of getting sued. They're oh, not the cops. Of the
2: cops. Is the cops number one? <laughs> no. no. What?
4: No, well, I, I, listen, it is a valid. Uh, depending on who you poll, the cops could be number one. Uh, number two, as far as the uh, greatest fear that people have with 38% is heights. Yeah. Oh. And number one on the list Ele- is- Electricity.
2: Electricity. Uh, that's my biggest fear. Like being, electri-
4: being electrocuted. Yes.
2: Not electricity. Like I won't plug things in. You don't stuff. like walk by a lamp and go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
4: Look at all that light. Uh, number-,
7: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, number one on the list is snakes. Uh, snakes, people.
8: The Rosin and Mocha Show Podcast. 1968
4: was the year that the first Big Mac was sold. Was it really? Yeah. 1968? 1968 is the year yeah. that Elvis did his comeback special.
1: Is that the Hawaii one?
4: Hawaii? No, the, the oh. comeback special was, I think, the black leather. Oh, I don't know. You don't know. No. Why would you even ask that? Uh, 1968. 60- no, t- hold on, back up. Uh, yeah. The reason
1: why I asked yeah. is because my sisters were way younger than me. Yeah love elvis especially my sister laura and has aloha elvis on like dvd or something and when we were growing up like every single day she'd have to put that on wow and she would watch it
4: yeah the 1968 comeback special was the black leather special okay anybody who's an elvis fan you know the black leather special Black leather jacket, black leather pants, matching. There you go, like you. Oh, it's so hot. That's such a hot look, man. I'm not goofing. I'm just okay. saying that's like it's you. Such that's such a hot look. Like, and I, I say whatever you want. If I could wear black leather pants and a black leather jacket every day, yeah, right. Back in the day, you would look like a thug. That was the height of tough back then. Sure. Black leather pants and a black leather jacket. Like you, you as a man chest, could. Chest exposed. Oh my god. With a we, chain? Yeah, because you don't wear a shirt under the jacket. No leather in the leather, and the leather uh, police hat. No. <laughs> no, no, that's a that's a different look. <laughs> but back in the day. Like a, a father wouldn't let his daughter date somebody back in the day who wore black leather pants and a black leather jacket, because yeah. you were you were like you were just no what good. But if you had that black leather hat, no, no, we're not talking about the black leather hat and we're shoes talking, and spurs. No, we're talking about the cool look right. of black leather jacket, black leather pants. Okay, not spurs, Maury. <laughs> not a black leather cop hat. Okay. and handcuffs and your eplets? No,
14: I don't know what an <laughs> eplet is. The
2: thing on your shoulder is that called an
4: eplet? Epaulet? So you don't know. It's epaulette or epaulette? No. Those I might allow on the jacket if they are... <laughs> Actually, no, never mind. <laughs> okay, you guys are ruining black leather okay. for me. Okay, sorry. Stop, I'm trying to tell you how sorry. cool... So
2: I've been to a bar named Black
4: Leather.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Off the
4: rails. Okay, I'm trying to tell you how cool black leather is. Yes. Okay? I'm listening. Black leather pants on a man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, hold on. Can I ask a question? Yes. Is it the black leather that shows your blue jeans underneath? Like, is it the black leather that what? goes over your
4: jeans? Are you talking about chaps? Yes. No! Uh, black leather pants. Oh, yes. man. Uh-huh. Okay. Was that one time the height of cool. I think I would like to get back to that point of where tight black leather pants and a tight black leather jacket. With frills. <sighs> Is he? Dolly Parton. Are you talking
2: about tassels or frills? Where it's like a thinly cut. Those leather. are called tassels, Maury, not <laughs> frills.
1: <laughs> He's ruining everything now. Would you like to say anything else?
8: No. The Rosin Mocha Show podcast.
4: They say that if you don't want to wipe out while you're walking in this kind of snow, you need to walk like a penguin. What? Do you know the penguin walk? Have you ever seen a human do that? Where you just go like this? No, it's like... Shuffle back and forth? No, it's a whole... Come in here for a second, please. So, with your toes pointed outwards and your arms slightly raised like flippers on either side for balance, and then you take short, flat-footed steps... Do you know what yeah. I'm saying?
2: Yeah. I saw it in Mary Poppins, the movie.
4: What's that? In Mary Poppins the movie, they did this. Okay. Say that again? So back up, back up more. Move your chair and back up.
1: Say the okay. say what you have to do again.
4: Okay, so here's the thing when you're when you're doing this, when you're walking like a penguin. Yeah. Okay. So stand with your feet slightly apart. Okay. Okay. Put your wrists against your thighs and point your hands out. Yeah. Okay. okay. And when you walk. You're going to walk like right hand, right foot, left hand, left yeah, foot. Like, as
2: if you're lifting your leg to move your foot, but then you have to shimmy your pants down a bit. Wait, like this? So, like this?
4: No, yes, it's as if no, you're lifting like, your, your leg, straight, like straight, like like straight. your arm, like your arms are like your arms are like this. Oh, okay. Right? Like your your wrists oh, against your hips, gotcha, gotcha, and you're gotcha. gonna walk like this. Oh! Right? And then you have so, to shimmy your pants down.
2: And then you look like an idiot.
4: Okay, you, Maury's going to shimmy his pants down.
2: Why are you taking your pants off, bro? No, but that's how they did it in the movie.
4: That's how they did it in the movie. Okay. So go ahead now, Maury. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a zombie. <laughs> also, <laughs> also... Why? Hold on a second here. Why are you taking your pants down? Why do you need yeah, to I shimmy your pants down? Because that's what Dick Van Dyke did
2: in Mary Poppins when he da- walked like a penguin. I,
4: we're not saying walk like Dick Van Dyke, but we're he saying
2: did the penguin. You don't need to do that. Uh, uh, important question. Yes. Who the hell is Dick Van Dyke? Okay. Oh, oh my god, he's the old guy in Mary okay. Poppins. Okay, I can't go
4: down this hole with you.
2: Okay, my pants are down. Here we go. Ready? Okay, go ahead. More. So (laughs) why are we supposed to walk like that? So you do that with your pants down so that you don't fall on ice.
4: (laughs) Okay, I'm in hell right now. I really, I really are. (laughs) Yeah, this. You look super annoyed right now. Yeah, no, I am. I am super annoyed. Okay, so what they're saying is that it's not to look like an idiot. Okay, it's actually looks good doing that. (sighs) It's for safety, people. Okay. Okay, walking like a penguin. There's a reason penguins walk like that. Because it's easier to maneuver over ice when you have your legs slightly apart, your toes pointed out, your hands on your hips with your hands pointed outwards. And then when you walk, you go right arm, right leg, left arm, left at leg. So your whole body is just sort of twisting. Okay, that's how you walk like a penguin on ice. Then why are my pants down? Your pants shouldn't be down!
8: (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
4: Let me read you this. Hit me. Uh, 2.8 million parking tickets were issued in Toronto last year. (gasps) That's a lot. Here are the most ticketed spots in the city. Okay. 2075 Bayview, a.k.a. Sunnybrook. Oh, yeah. 8,232 tickets were issued there last year. That's Sunnybrook? Holy cow. Uh, 20 Edward Street, a.k.a. Panda Condominiums. 199 Richmond West. 1265 Military Trail, University of Scarborough. It's University of Toronto, Scarborough. Yeah! 3401 Dufferin, a.k.a. Yorkdale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see enough cars out there <laughs> that illegally parked to get the tickets. Uh, 15 Marine uh, Parade Drive, and then you get down to 10, uh, sorry, 103 the Queensway, uh, 150 Girard, which is uh, Toronto General Hospital, and then 1000 Finch Avenue West, which is Metro North Criminal Court. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> oh, no! no. <laughs> People are illegally parking at the court?
4: Uh, yeah, so you get... Th- At Sunnybrook Health Science Center, which is part of Sunnybrook Hospital, not only is parking really expensive, but the lots fill up super quick. And they say the most common tickets that were given out in this area were tickets to those who parked in drop-off areas, disability spaces, or ambulance lanes. And again, Sunnybrook. At 2075 Bayview Avenue, last year, 8,232 tickets.
1: I still find it quite alarming, though, that people are legally parking at the court. Yeah, I know.
2: That's just the best. I get dinged all the time when I go and renew my license because I, uh? I park right in front, run in, and then by the time I come out, what I have mean, a $30 ticket. What do you mean
4: run in? How long does it take you to renew your license? Oh, about a half hour. Yeah. That's not running in.
2: Yeah. is <laughs> notorious for yeah. illegally parking. Oh, Ugh. it's the worst. Yeah. How many tickets do you get? Uh, I've been good this year. I only had like 20 Twenty? Because sometimes you want to pull over quick and run in and get a chai latte. When you come out, then you have a
4: ticket. But it's called chancing it. And these are what? These are twenty, like thirty dollar tickets. Yeah, between twenty and thirty bucks. Yeah. So that's like five hundred to six hundred dollars in tickets this year. Holy cow, dude! Yeah, that's crazy. Wait, does Matthew
1: know about all the
7: tickets that you get?
4: He doesn't, right? No, are you kidding? I keep them in my glove box. Maury Maury has, uh, it's like Maury drives for Pablo Escobar. (laughs) Maury has a secret (laughs) compartment in his car that he keeps uh, sweets and tickets, (laughs) as opposed to guns and drugs. (laughs) (laughs) The
8: Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
1: We are celebrating a 20 year anniversary today, Roz, of a movie. Okay, and this song is the most famous song from the soundtrack.
3: Is this the "Kiss Me" song?
4: Yeah, I don't even know who this is. Like a Natalie Imbruglia kind of artist, or Sixpence None,
1: none oh, the Richer?
4: Right.
16: Kiss me.
1: Okay, if I read the tagline for the movie that was released 20 years ago today, you might be able to get the title. Yes,
4: please. Yes, please.
1: A high school jock makes a bet that he can turn an unattractive girl into the school's
4: prom queen. Oh, what are those? It's a makeover movie. Oh, that was God, there were so many of those. That doesn't narrow it down at
1: all. Come on, dude. I know you I know you know this one.
4: (sighs) I'm trying to think of what movie this was. Um, I'm not, jeez. Kiss me. Kiss me. 20 years ago today, Roz. 20 years ago today. Who starred in it? Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, God. I love a Freddie Prince Jr. movie. <laughs> That's what I thought you'd be you No, she's, no, she's, um, Oh, my
1: God, dude, see, he's so close. People my, are screaming at the radios right now. Okay, but
4: in my head, the ultimate Freddie Prince Jr. movie is Summer Catch. We all know that. So I'm trying to remember what this Freddie Prince Jr. movie is. What is it? Is that where he met his wife? Is that where he met? It's Fred, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Rachel Lee Cook. I know Rachel Lee Cook. She was adorable. I don't know. I you got to help She's me out. She's all that. Here. She's all that. I was saying she. Yeah, I, I know. was saying you were she. So but you were giving me nothing. She's all that. When somebody's guessing something, like yeah. if, if I said to you, uh-huh. uh hey, Mocha, what is the, uh, what's that movie with the 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 Wookiees and the lightsabers? Star and Wars. you were like, stop. Star. I would do the thing where I move my hands, where I'm like, yes, you're onto something. I clapped You're onto something. I clapped I said, no, no you, you close. didn't. No, you, 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 you did not say you're close. You did not. Uh, She's all that. What a fantastic movie that was. I loved it. Okay, here we go.
2: 60 years ago today. Oh, God. 60? This movie 60? came out. This movie came out. She's sleeping. Sleeping Beauty. Yes. See?
4: <laughs> That's how you do that. <laughs>
1: Oh my God.
4: (laughs) Okay, there you go. You can't lead with, she's sleeping.
8: Ras and Mocha's fix my life.
4: What advice can you guys
1: give me?
11: Okay,
10: so my question is. My question is.
11: Got a problem you can't
1: fix? Ras and Mocha got you. Victoria, it's Ras and Mocha.
0: Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good.
1: Sounds like your life is a mess.
4: You guys are more
0: excited than I am.
4: Yeah, Victoria, you wrote us this. Ras and Mocha, please help fix my life. I'm getting married in May, but everyone in my fiance's family is a nightmare. Uh oh. Uh, We mostly keep our distance from them since they aren't present in our life much, but he always feels obligated to do whatever they say, even though they don't respect him. Lately, though... Uh, through this this wedding process, I've really lost my patience. His family did not show up to my bridal shower. After confirming they were coming, I have yet to receive an apology. His brother, who he gave the best man gift to, did not even seem to care. His dad hasn't spoken to my fiancé since he asked him for money and then was turned down. I really want to give each person in his family a call and finally tell them, like it is, and uh, get them out of our lives. My fiancé always tells me to, quote, let things go.
1: Help! So, Victoria, (laughs) is the problem with your fiancé's family that they just don't care about the planning of the wedding or that they just don't care about you guys as a couple in general?
0: Uh, I think they're just not so much into the planning. I mean, they haven't been involved much in that sense. I mean... I don't think they dislike us per se as a couple. I just don't know why it has been so difficult to um, just have a more uh, family-oriented, I guess.
4: Yeah, normally in these situations where you are dealing with difficult in-laws, the relationship that your husband would have with his parents would almost be uh, like overprotecting. But it sounds like the relationship that your fiancé has with his parents is also really strained. Like, it's almost like they're giving both of you guys, the the, the, the shutting both of you out.
0: I think it's been like that for a while.
4: So why do you need him then?
0: Oh, (laughs) I mean, we try to keep our distance, but I do it for him, right? Like, at the end of the day, that's his family.
1: Yeah, but does he seem to be as concerned about this relationship the way you are? Like, was he bothered by the fact that they didn't show up to the bridal shower? Was he bothered by the fact that his brother didn't care about the best man gift?
0: I know he was definitely upset about the shower. Like, he had called and asked them where they were. We had been waiting, like, um, even extra time for them to show up so we could start eating.
4: You know, one of the cruel things in life is you don't get to pick your parents. Right, and yeah, it's
6: true.
4: And I would say, first and foremost, with everything for you guys as a couple, whatever you do, whatever reaction you guys have, whatever steps you take dealing with his family, you guys need to be united on everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, that yeah. that's the most important thing. You guys can't be disagreeing on how to handle a certain situation. You have to be united I know. because that's then what gets what drives a spike between the two of you and you you don't want to go down that road. They have to love him, they don't have to love you. You're a stranger to them. And you don't have to love yeah. them. But dealing with extended family is just it's a part of it's a part of life and I would just say that whatever you do, do it do it rational rationally uh, do it with a clear head. Don't do anything in in the spur of the the moment or in a heated exchange. And before you do anything, you and your husband have to just make sure that this is how you both feel. Talking, having a conversation with them about, you know, boundaries even is something that may be beneficial to the two of you guys. Because if they want nothing to do with your wedding... They may be the ones who feel pressured and obligated and everything else. Mm -hmm. They may not want to do that. You are fully in your right to ask and have a rational conversation with them being like, hey, we kind of get the sense that you guys want nothing to do with this wedding. Let us know if that's the case, because if that's the case, we're cool. Yeah. But at
0: the same time, I mean, we've had discussions before because i feel like that's not really my place i mean if it was my family acting that way i would have no problem telling them they're disrespecting me and him and i'm not okay with that
1: but it doesn't sound like he has that kind of relationship with his family though right now the one thing i will say victoria is be uh happy that he doesn't have a family that is trying to take over the wedding, try Mm -hmm. to take over the planning, because that would drive you (laughs) even more nuts. Be happy at the fact that you and your fiance have a 100% control over that situation. And at this point, if that's how they are, then at the end of the day, they are just invited guests at your wedding. You brought
4: brought up an interesting point, and that is in a situation like this, is it the place of... The outsider, you being the outsider to have a conversation with his family. You know, is is that your place to do that or is that something he should do? I think that as long as you guys are united, it is 100 percent your place to do that. Your adults having adult conversations, your family having a conversation about family. You can do that. You are well within your right to sit the mom down and say, hey, we need to talk 100 percent.
0: Yeah. I'm just curious to see what the reaction would be because I'm not sure they would care.
4: <laughs> yeah, and if, well, if they don't, then that then, then listen, you can't say that you didn't try. Then that's yeah. Then you're yeah. not then you're not complicit in in all of this. If you do your part and lay it all out, and they are the exact same way, then you are no longer a part of the problem. Yeah. Okay. You offered a solution. Now it's their problem, not your problem. That's true. Okay.
0: All right. I'll have to talk with him and see if he's okay with that. All right. Well, hey,
1: congratulations. Wedding's coming
0: up in May. <laughs> I know. It's coming uh... soon. <laughs>
1: Thank you for reaching out, Victoria.
8: Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on Kiss.
4: Question for you. Go. If you're most likely to snack, what time of day are you most likely to snack at? <sighs>
1: I'm going to say most likely to snack at 2 p.m.
2: Wow. Maury? Um, I always snack uh, between 4 and 4.30. 4 and 4.30. Why 4 or 4.30? Well, because I wake up from my nap usually around then and I feel groggy and stuff. So I just need to feed myself to like give myself some sort of energy. Right. Because the food makes you feel good. Always. Okay.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I'd say 2 p.m. 2 p.m. According to this story, the most popular time in a day to snack, and I'm assuming that they're talking to people who work a somewhat regular 9 to 5 day, where they have that schedule. Eat breakfast, lunch is sometime around noon one, get home dinner sometime around six. Uh, The the time that they have, which is the number one time of day to snack, is 2.41 p.m. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 2.41. Now- they were also asked what are the things they most likely crave at snack time? Chips, cheese, chocolate, yeah, cheese, yeah, strawberries, wow, bacon, honey? honey, coconut, no, blueberry, and also, weirdly enough, lemon, yeah, yeah, as a snack, but like I guess lemon on something, maybe like, lemon in water. Maybe lemon and water. But that, I wouldn't. Say, man, if I asked for a snack and somebody gave me lemon water, <laughs> you wouldn't be friends with that person no, no more. I'd be in prison or you would the never, next day,
1: or, or you would never go back to that <laughs> establishment that served you. Right? Let's be water.
4: honestly. I don't go to anybody's house. <laughs> anymore. Like, nobody's ever going to serve me a snack. That's uh, true. I that like to so pre- true. I like to pretend I have friends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever, you don't have Do me. You ever uh, order uh, Uber Eats just so someone knocks at your door? No. Uh, what?
4: what? I have a family at home that I quite love. <laughs> like I love spending time. I don't. I've never sat at home. With Catherine, and wish that somebody else was there to sort of alleviate the boredom that I have hanging out with my partner. Like I quite like spending time with oh, the people in my life. Because
2: I've done like if I'm home alone, I'll order Uber Eats just so I have that sensation of you know a knock at the door. I'm like I heard someone's here.
1: I heard two weeks ago, yeah. Damo Mori used Uber Eats to order a cup of hot chocolate just so that somebody would knock no, on the door didn't. to hand him hot chocolate.
4: You ordered hot chocolate on Uber Eats? Yeah. How much did you pay for that hot chocolate? It, was, it came out to about
2: $7. Oh, oh my God. God. But can I tell you something? Yeah. It was so cool that I didn't have to go out and get it.
4: I know, but dude, you can't Uber Eats a hot chocolate, though. No, you can I did it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Rosin Mocha Show Podcast.
4: Going into uh, Academy Awards, I know that Bohemian Rhapsody has been a very polarizing... You want to reward it because people think Rami Malik is great and the movie's awesome, but you get an organization like GLAD who refused to recognize it because of director Brian Singer, who completed enough of the movie that he still gets credit for directing the film. And that's a problem. He's got a long history and there's recent allegations of horrific misconduct, some of which was against minors. And it's a tough place. And it's going to be interesting how they treat this at the Academy Awards because it's sort of been split going into the Academy Awards. But I think the headline that is going to put people over the edge is that Brian Singer still stands to make $40 million off Bohemian Rhapsody. Holy cow. Yeah. Serious. Yeah.
2: But a lot of people, when they do these horrible things, like with Roseanne, they still make their money,
4: you know, for getting fired. Well, or whatever. hold on. Let's not put Roseanne in the same categories, Brian. No, Singer.
2: I'm no, not at all. I'm just saying people who have done things horribly wrong and have been exited from something still make money on that.
4: Right, but I think that it's the. The severity of what Brian Singer had done, but also how did it get this far? I think a lot of people, I think Glad, you know, they're not necessarily going off these one accusations, but these stories, much like R. Kelly, these stories have been around for years about Brian Singer, and people still worked with him and happily worked with him and chose to ignore all the all the chatter you know much like Harvey Weinstein people you know still work with and Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein that that's been going on for yeah. like decades so i think that the problem is that you know it it has been going on for so long and he was working on another movie now that he got paid ten million dollars to direct. Yeah, so he's still the money. End. He's still seeing. Are we money? not allowed to have liked the movie? Because I tweeted when I saw the no, movie how great it was, but yeah. I got hate
2: on Twitter for yeah. you know for saying that I liked
4: the movie yeah' I'm like but it was still a good movie, I know, and, and you know, and it's interesting, God, especially because it's the Freddie Mercury story, and Freddie Mercury was gay, so it's like you know you're allowed to like it. the movie you know you should be able to identify with it on some personal yeah, level, but, as, as we all can as Freddie Mercury fans, but because of Brian singer it's somebody like you it's interesting that you're not allowed to in a social media world like something that somebody's attached to like Brian Singer hey,
2: people are tweeting saying oh so you're supporting a film made by I'm like no I right.
4: I liked the work that Rami Malek did in this film right you liked the job that Brian Singer directed Rami Malek in which is hard to oh th- great no no but you know what I mean but, that's <laughs> yeah. how, but, but again it's like Academy Awards yes glad no so who do you who do you follow in this situation right like where do you where do, who do you follow in this situation it's tough man it really is it really is Keep your mouth shut, that's why.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, you keep your mouth shut.
8: The Rosin Mocha Show podcast.
4: What's the temperature in Milwaukee right now? In Milwaukee? Yeah. That's where the polar vortex is happening. Like all over like North Dakota and Wisconsin and Illinois. Like they're getting they had it bad, man. Really? They had it bad. Like I was here and I'm like, just looking at the temps. It's minus Twenty nine. There. It's what? Minus
2: twenty nine.
4: Minus twenty nine. And in Antarctica, it's minus twenty six. Yeah, everything's cold right now. It's crazy, and it's crazy cold out today. Yeah, like I thought. You know, yesterday, it's when it. We can deal with cold. It's just those days when it's unusually cold. Yeah, and and today's one of those days where it's unusually cold. Uh, This morning,
1: I try. I have the auto start for my car. Oh yeah. What are you, the mayor? (laughs) <laughs> it came with it. I don't oh. know. Jeez, so fancy. even this morning, yeah, my
4: car, this auto start wouldn't work. No, yeah, really? my car didn't want to start. Do you? Um, do you have to put your car on a trickle charge or anything like that, or no? No, I had to get one of those. Did you? Yeah, with the truck. Yeah, I froze two. In? I froze two batteries on the on the truck. Oh, and re- here's, here's what I realized. It's interesting. I've I've gone through. I've had the truck two years now, and i and I've had and I've gone through two batteries. Yeah. And what I realized about batteries, if anybody cares, which I don't know if you do, but everybody always thinks that it's the cold that is going to kill your battery. The cold is when your battery dies, but it's actually the summer that does all the damage to a battery. It's the extreme heat that does the damage to a battery, and then the battery eventually dies in the winter. Yeah. So it's not the winter that kills your battery. It's all that humidity. It's all the, it's the heat that kills your battery. And then the winter is just the thing that like, like the summer is already like stabbed it and beat it up, right? Sure. And then winter comes along and it's your battery's like lying on the ground with one eye open. And then winter comes along and just like plugs its nose and holds its mouth closed. <laughs> <laughs> and like, bitch and does. Just, yeah, and just puts it out of its misery, right? Like, like winter doesn't do a lot of damage, but yeah. it just, it just doesn't want
1: to have to do this to you. Yeah. But. I can't. I can't stand to see you <laughs> suffer like this. Let me just. Yeah, <laughs> me
4: just, just plug your nose. I'm just gonna plug your nose <laughs> and close your mouth. Okay? I'm just gonna like plug, just plug your nose and put my Yo, hand over your mouth. Let and, me tell and, you. And when I
1: uh, lived in Calgary for like less than a year, right, short period of time. Yeah, and I'd never been to Calgary before, and I got there, and like everywhere I saw all these outlets in yeah. like parking garages and even like. The apartment building that I was living in, outside of the building, in the parking lot, they had all these outlets. Yeah. So I was, I asked them, and I was like, what's up with all these electrical outlets everywhere in Calgary? Yeah. Literally everywhere. Yeah. And they're like, it gets so cold in the wintertime that people have to plug in their car, yeah. just like how you would
4: plug in your phone. It's an engine block heater.
1: To charge. Yeah. You have to
4: plug in your, your car yeah. to, to keep the battery warm. Yeah. Yeah, it's an engine block heater, and every, oh every everywhere God. has those. Yeah, it's crazy. They no, need to I know. have that out here now. I know, right? I, but With the problem, but the problem is, is that you would never get access to one if they had a plug on the street. Oh, I know. Okay, twenty five bucks. <laughs> right in Parkdale. First of all, yes, it'd be twenty five dollars, but then also it would just be some guy sitting on it charging his phone all day. Yeah, and you'd true. be like, bro, I need to do my <laughs> car, and they'd it's be like, like bro, <laughs> one bar. Hey. <laughs> okay? <That's
8: so> <laughs> the rosin mocha show
4: podcast carly ray jepson and meek mill have been announced to perform at the 2019 nba all-star game oh yeah yeah but i I started getting all excited yeah because if you remember the nba has like thrown some real curveballs to fans in the last couple years like remember when they had sting play and everybody was like sting (laughs) and it turned out to be awesome right like it was fine it was totally it was totally fine uh, and then I was like, God, Carly Rae and uh, Meek Mill. I'm like, that was, is like one hell of a performance because Jay Cole is the headliner. Yep. And then I guess Meek Mill is going to go on and perform before Jay Cole. But Carly Rae is being hired to sing the Canadian National Anthem. Yay! We love not, Carly But Ray. I wanted Carly Rae to perform. I wanted her to do like, what's that Carly Rae song I love? <clears throat> Call Me Maybe? No. Kiss? No. The <sighs> one that starts, like, you know what I mean. The one that starts off with that horn. What's that one called? Oh, the horn song. Yeah. What's that horn song called the that horn Carly song. Ray does? No, it's not called the horn song. Freak don't man. do that. What's Carly. that song called? I, I don't love know. it a lot. Emotion? Nah, it's off emotion. Run away with me. Run away with me. That's the one. Oh. It has to be the one where it starts off with that cool horn and she shot the video. You know the video, the one with her in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Carly Ray Jepsen
1: music video <laughs> yeah. for Run away with me. Right, yes. Where she's singing the song, the yeah,
4: words for yeah. "Run Away with Me." Yeah, and it's her song, and she's in the video. Yeah, come on, how do you guys not know what I'm and, talking and about? It starts man?
1: off in black and white.
4: I guess this one. Yeah, like who doesn't love this song? Do you even know the song more? Oh God, you don't know anything. Like Carly, isn't Carly Rae like a gay icon? Like every gay guy I know, like loses their mind over Carly Rae Jepsen. This music video got 33.7 million views. I'm still climbing.
2: There's only a gay icon for Call Me Maybe.
4: No, 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 no. no, no. And uh, I would say this: that most gay guys I know came around to Carly Rae Jepsen after Call Me Maybe. It was when this album dropped. Oh, it's see, when I, it's I when she already, dropped Emotion. Yes. Yeah. No. That uh, that everybody jumped on board because she sort of disappeared off that contemporary pop landscape and found an alternative audience, and that audience now is so in love with her. But this is the Carly Rae stuff that I love I love this album I think this is one of the best pop albums I've ever heard in my life Hands down, pants down This part Yeah, you're moving more I I see you, I I see you This is nice yeah, such a good song. Yeah, like I like said, so you I can't take. not
7: move, right?
2: No, no, it just it takes over your body. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, look at it. <laughs> Something's come over you but, right now, right? Not moving you're, me. You're, no, <laughs> he's moving me. <laughs> <laughs>
7: the
8: Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
1: Hi, it's Roz and Mocha, what's going on? Hi,
7: Roz and Mocha, it's Reese.
1: Hi Reese, how are you today? Good. How
7: are
1: you? Good, you're up nice and early? Yeah.
7: The reason I called in is because I listened to the podcast and you said Maury was tickling his arm and that's weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. When Maury tickles his own arm, yeah.
7: It's not that weird. I I like to do it, it feels nice.
4: No no no, I know. Maury come in here please. But you're how old are you? you're ten years old though, aren't you? I
7: know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the
4: the difference is what I said was weird is that It's not necessarily weird for somebody to just tickle their own arm. What's weird is when you look at somebody and you're having a conversation with them, they start tickling their own arm. That's the weird part.
7: That is kind of weird.
4: It's like when a cat's licking itself while looking at you. (laughs) Also weird. Yeah, that's very weird for that's a cat like to do that. No, but like for me to find that, like to be comfortable with that. I give my cat privacy when he needs to lick himself. I don't stare at him.
7: My cat licked my face once. A cat's tongue is scratchy. Yeah,
4: yeah you're right. <laughs> Nobody wants that tongue anywhere on them. I have- <laughs> yeah wow that's a lot of cats <laughs> no what would you rather of- me do you take my shoes and socks off and tickle my foot no 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 no, no. i'm just saying what? it's weird no. that when you, when you start having a conversation with somebody where they then start tickling their arm it's weird like it's off-putting yeah i like Thank you. You should hide it. Yeah. That's Maybe, something that you no, should No, I think hide. it would be weirder if I like put my arm up my sleeve and tickle myself. No, while no, it's to just, you. no, no. No, what would be, what would be weird? What's weird is that it's just a, it's a very casual thing. Like if it was some big elaborate thing, then I would be like, what are you doing? But it's like a, just a casual because your arm doesn't even travel far. It's like you tickle like four square inches of your arm. It's like in one little thing, right? And, and the fingers go as if you're like playing the piano. Yeah. Like it's not one full fluid motion. Maybe it's so normal that you're just. No. No, it's not normal. It's not normal. Not normal, right, Reese? No. All right, Reese, take care.
7: Okay, you
8: too. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
1: real estate market right across Canada is crazy right now. People putting up their homes for sale, and it's either uh, taking forever to sell, or sometimes they just got to pull it off the market because
4: their homes aren't selling. Alla Wagner in Alberta has a house that's listed for $1.7 million and it's not selling. So what she decided to do was have a letter writing campaign where she wanted somebody to write her a letter saying why they want her house And best letter wins, I guess. And she's looking for 65,000 letters. And to enter, you got to pay $25 just to get her letter to you. So she's hoping to recoup the cost of the $1.7 million house, but give it to somebody who then has only spent $25 for her almost $2 million house.
1: So the house is 5,000 square feet, 45 minutes outside of calgary custom built three bedroom three bathroom uh two half baths in addition to a wine cellar panoramic views of the mountains and it includes a pond wow al wagner is on the phone with us Hi, Alla. It's Ron Zamoca. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Doing Wonderful. great. Uh, are you tired from staying up late at night reading all the letters and emails that are coming in to you from around the world? I certainly
5: am. But am
4: yes. Yeah. Your goal was 65,000 entries. And that is because you want to be able to donate some to charity, but also cover the cost of what the sale of the house would be. So you're looking for 65,000 entries at $25 per entry. Where are you right now? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you don't get the 65000 you won't be getting rid of the house, but everybody will get their money back, correct?
5: Yes. it's. Uh, I created myself a full-time job. Yeah. That's additional to whatever I do. Uh, actually, times three. So it's very, very um, uh, complicated, but um, at the end, you know, I would have uh, uh, basically met a lot of people, new people uh, in all kinds of ways their letters of becoming part of my life.
4: How many entries do you have?
5: Uh, That is something I will be announcing next week because uh, since the minute that we got... Uh, uh, famous went mm-hmm. viral uh, we
1: have uh, a lot of uh, mail coming in. Okay. So Ala, originally you tried to sell your home for 1.9 million and then you lowered the price to 1.7 million. Prior to receiving all these entries, announcing what you're doing with the home and how people can, uh, can get their stories to you have you had anyone from outside of Alberta, anywhere in the world, contact you saying listen, I'm willing to spend I'm willing to pay you what you want for your house.
5: Uh, no, I didn't. Oh. And I believe it was poor poor marketing uh, done for the home. You know, I trusted the person that took over the marketing. I believe it was poorly marketed.
4: I like the idea of this for a couple of different reasons. One, because somebody gets a house that they paid $25 for, mm-hmm. um, but... If it's somebody like you who is, your heart's in the right place, you know what you're looking for and you genu- genuinely want to help somebody. I like the idea of giving somebody a house based on the fact that you like them. Uh, and it's interesting because you still get paid. So you're not out anything. And the people who get the house get it in a sort of deserving way because they made some sort of connection with you. I remember years ago when we sold a house, mm. we had two people that came in that pretty much bid the exact same. <laughs> and we, based on who we were selling it to, on which family we liked the most. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
5: That's great. People have a choice of, of getting to know people that will be taking over a home that I you built, you know, with your care, you I, know. I with
1: fully with agree. That... So, Ala, if anyone uh, listening right now across across the country mm-hmm. want to get their letter to you, want to get their 25 bucks to you, how do they do that?
5: So they have to go to my uh, page Uh, that we have uh, created on Facebook. It's called Write a Letter, Win a Home Uh, in that uh, all the uh, terms and conditions are there. They should read those very carefully. Mm -hmm. They should read my story to connect with me Um, and send me a beautiful letter. The format is open. Essay uh, beautiful poems, people send you know all kinds of interesting uh, formats they
4: choose before we let you go, what is your plan with all of these letters when this is all over?
5: I was just thinking about it. some people were saying to return, um you know, like how I'm returning their letters. I'm not returning them. I have created two wonderful the keepsake boxes i'm gonna keep them all there they became part of my life
4: can i suggest something to you which i think would be absolutely wonderful okay if you do um wind up giving this house away to somebody who wrote you a beautiful letter and mm-hmm. they pay 25 dollars and they get your home take all of those letters put them in a giant trunk and leave them in the house for the new homeowners
5: oh my goodness that'd be absolutely wonderful i
4: sure i, I definitely give them will. give them to them
5: 100%. I yeah. will. If they if they want them, I will definitely give them. Thank you so much for your interest and thank you so much for the call and thank you so much for supporting my little project here.
1: <laughs> thank you, Allah. Thank you for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Thank you. Cheers. The
8: Roz and Mocha
1: Show Podcast.
4: Uh, so, Al Roker is getting in a fight with the governor of Kentucky Uh-oh. because the governor of Kentucky says that Americans are getting soft. So, Matt Bevin, who's the governor of Kentucky, says that once they started canceling school over the cold weather, he blames that on the world becoming a collection of wusses. So here's, oh, here's yeah. So here's Matt Bevin.
8: You know, now we cancel school for cold. Come on now. I mean, there's no ice going with it or any snow. I mean, what happens to America? We're getting soft, and I do appreciate it's better to err on the side of being safe, and and I'm being only slightly facetious. It does concern (laughs) me a little bit that in America, Uh on this and any number of other fronts, we're Uh sending messages to our young people that... If life is hard, uh-huh. you can curl up in the fetal position somewhere in a warm place and just wait till it stops being hard, and that just isn't reality. Just okay. isn't.
1: Oh right?
4: my hey, god! Maybe a lot of people think he's spitting some truth, but uh, that Al, is a government official. But the world's <laughs> most <laughs> famous weatherman, Al Roker, right, Holy cow. Uh, had a problem with that. So here's here's Al Roker's response.
6: And by the way, I just have to say this nitwit governor uh-uh. uh, in Kentucky yeah. saying <laughs> that oh we're we're weak. we these are kids who are going to be in sub zero wind chills. No, cancel school. Stop it. You know, adults if they want to be out there, that's great. These are our children, you know? I'm glad you're not a teacher. Oh,
1: okay. in your face, now, bro. We've had multiple days of minus 30 because that's the
4: weather they were talking about. Is yeah. it was it was it was, minus, it was minus 30. But when he says we're getting soft, I think that There's a combination of, yes, we're getting soft, but also there's a portion of the population that is realizing that you can actually, that compassion in a situation is an alternative. Because if you are in your sort of 30s to 40s, right, and have a kid, you have a parent that was most likely raised, their parents, who were either Born during or lived through the depression, Mm -hmm. so your parents couldn't complain about anything when they were kids. Nothing. There was no complaining. We're we're slowly getting away from that. Like if your parents told their grandparent told your grandparents, "It's too cold out. I don't want to walk to school." The answer would be, when I was a kid, do you know what our family of eight had for dinner? A potato. Yeah, not a potato each. (laughs) No. One potato. That's the answer your parents got from their parents. One potato outside. So. Your parents understand what it's like to live with parents who had zero oh compassion, God. and we're sudden we're slowly, slowly, slowly becoming a little bit more compassionate when it comes to these issues. Although l- geography plays a big role, right? Oh, I'm not sure. saying all schools should be canceled when it's minus thirty, because we've had multiple days that would just wreak havoc on everyone's life. Yeah. It's I minus thirty six right now. I don't necessarily think that you can call us soft. No, definitely. But I not. think that there's a middle ground between Matt Bevan and Al broker. Now I feel like eating a potato. (laughs) Roz and Mocha's
11: Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me?
10: Okay, so my question is... My question
1: is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Vera, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? I'm good, I
16: guess.
4: Yeah, good. Okay, Vera, here we go. We're gonna read your letter, okay?
16: Okay. Uh, You
4: wrote us this. FML Fix My Life. I've been lost for almost two years now. Mm -hmm. The private investigator I hired caught my common law husband of 15 years we have two kids five and nine with his co-worker in the gym parking lot kissing i've reconsidered taking him back but i don't know he still works with her i don't know what to do it's not healthy for me thinking what they did at work i even went to his hr department and they said there's nothing they can do what did you go to his hr department about
16: no just to uh like you know unethical i guess like uh it's not right, right? Kind yeah, annoying, but his work, uh, his
1: work can't do anything about him cheating on you.
16: No, right? I, you? Know, really, I know, and I
1: I know you were hurt, you were upset, you felt betrayed. That was one of the things that you thought of uh, of doing that might help fix the situation. Did so? You? you said that you though considered taking him back. Like how long after you found out that he cheated on you uh, did you eventually break up, or have you broken up completely?
16: No, we did not. Like um. I know there's like, uh, he's changing, right? Like, you know, for three months, he's been like uh, acting so weird. And I know because we've been together for 15 years and, uh, like, uh, and he's denying it. He's denying it. Right. And then finally I said, I'm not dumb. Right. Like, uh, I have to do something about it, even though it it has like, you know, it will cost me money, but, I want to prove that uh, I'm
4: not insane. Jeez, Vera, I will. I will say this, okay? You're you're with a man for a real long time. You suspect mm-hmm. that he's you suspect that he's cheating. He just continuously tells you that you're crazy. You go yeah. as far as to God when you get to the level where you're hiring a private investigator to go and see what your husband does while he's out of the house. That's extreme levels yeah. right there. But then yeah. when you do hire a private investigator and it turns out that no, you are not crazy, and that. That your instincts were correct and he's making out with a coworker in the parking lot and then you feel hurt and then you want to hurt him. And then you go as far as to call his HR department at the company yeah. that he works for to tell them about the affair. That is next level trying to hurt people on both sides. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. next level. And I don't know, even after 15 years, I don't know how you fully repair a relationship after you've got to the point of where you're hiring a private investigator to catch your lying, cheating husband, and then you try and get back at him by calling his work and telling his work that he's having an affair with a coworker. Like, that is just, that is level on level on level. Mm -hmm. And what was your relationship like? Why did he cheat? Like. You know what I mean? You've you've I'm sure you've asked yourself that question. Why did he cheat?
16: why did, why did He said he's like having some like uh, sexual fantasies or like midlife crisis. When did the midlife crisis start? He's not even 40 back then.
4: Does does he does he regret doing this? Like does he tell you after he got caught that he regrets it?
16: He said he's sorry. Yeah. But like uh, I asked him to change his work, right? But he said I've been there more than 20 years, so I don't like yeah, you can't, he's not, he can
4: he can't quit his job. I mean, he's got a what do you do for a yeah, living? Oh, uh, me? Yeah.
16: I'm I'm a nurse okay. and I'm a teacher. But
4: you you both mm-hmm. provide salaries, but the household needs both your incomes, I presume.
16: Uh, my my income. I hired a lawyer, right? But the lawyer told me <laughs> like I have to do spouse uh, spousal support if I so you,
4: so you make more than he does. Yes. So you'll you'll have to pay spousal support if you guys split up.
16: No, I I have to. Three lawyers told me yes. That that oh you are God. going to be
4: the one that pays.
16: I have to pay him. Yes. Yeah,
4: exactly. Yeah, it's a tough situation you it are really in. Is. You are in a real nasty situation. There have been millions of couples that have overcome way worse than this. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. Way worse than this. You can if you both are committed to putting something behind you. And getting rid of resentment and and getting revenge out of your mind because you have this thing in your head where you need to get revenge. And that's fine. It's normal to feel that way. But as long as you can both get past that, you can get over this. Like, you really can. You just have to both want to. And if you don't want want to, to. does he want to?
16: He said, like, uh, the girl is already moved
4: on but i don't know (laughs) so she dumped him she dumped him (laughs) yes your husband's girlfriend dumped him (laughs) yes okay uh vera i don't know
1: maybe maybe counseling might help the two of you uh get through this and and get through the emotions of everything yeah Uh, i don't know if you've considered that at all
16: oh trust me we did we did counseling yes we were told to move on just uh to let go of the past, right? For the yeah. kids, for the yeah. sake of the kids. I don't know, like I'm so paranoid and so jealous every time they go <laughs> oh, no. to work. I
4: know, it's hard. It's hard, but you, you guys got to work on that together or separately, but yeah. you you have to make the decision soon whether you are going to work on this together or you're going to work on it separately. That's what, that's a decision what, that you have to make.
16: What, yeah, we're trying now for two years I'm
4: just sure. <laughs> it's, t- it's a tough situation, but if it's whether you're gonna do this together or whether you're gonna do this individually, that's the only question that you mm. have to ask yourself right now
16: but I'm really thankful like uh, you know I mean, <laughs> you yeah. guys are like yeah amazing thank you thank All right,
4: Vera. Vera,
1: thank you so much for reaching
16: out thank you, thank you
8: mocha Mocha's fix my
4: life only on kiss so today is. Backward day. Oh, all right. So they say on this day, the world gets turned upside down and inside out and becomes the madness, becomes the sanity, the sanity becomes the madness, and so on and so forth. So everything is backwards day today. And um, I know, damn it, Maury has been in his room practicing because he suggested that he could come in and do the alphabet backwards. Something as simple as doing the alphabet backwards. Oh, God. Um, how are you doing with it, Maury?
2: I think we're good. Yeah? You think? I think. I think we're okay. Okay. I mean, looking at it's one thing, but remembering it's another. What does that mean
4: you think that you're okay?
2: Because I can see it with my eyes, but then when I leave the room, whoo. Okay. It goes like what? Poo.
4: <laughs> it goes like poo. All right. <laughs> done. Okay, so in order to, can you do the, the alphabet backwards, Mocha? Hell no. No, I couldn't. I remember my mom did it when I was a kid, and it was the first time I ever thought my mom was smart, because, well, no, but not. I never thought they think she's dumb, but you you just think of your parents as your parents, but my sure. mom had never done anything where I went, oh, my God. My mom's the smartest person I know. And He's my mom can do the alphabet backwards, no problem, because I think they taught that to kids back in the day. They don't really? teach, yeah, They don't when teach that you need to know that for backwards day obviously <laughs> maury <laughs> okay so more uh please go ahead we will celebrate backwards day uh your challenge that you put on yourself was to do the alphabet backwards go <laughs> Pause.
1: I had no idea there were two letter y's in the alphabet
2: I said it twice, didn't I? You did. Okay. You want to try again? Yeah, uh, duh. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. We're at the duh stage already.
1: <laughs> You're the one that added two letter Ys to the alphabet. Because it's there. Okay, okay. go.
4: Z, Y, X, W, Z. Okay. <laughs> okay mm, <no. laughs> Z and Z may be the same letter. I think. We may have to check on that. Z Y X W.
2: Z Y X W U V. T S Uh, S Q R Q uh, Okay, let's try it with song. Okay. Okay. W X Y Z. It's going forwards. Starting
4: at W. That's just the alphabet. Yeah. You
2: want to start at the letter Z and work
4: your way backwards. Z W X Y Z. No. Can I tell you why this, uh, this is puzzling to me more? And I'll tell you why, because because you have a wiggling toe and I, let me explain the wiggling toe to you. Okay. When somebody falls off a ladder Uh and then they're like, he may never walk again. And you're lying there in the bed. And then somebody realizes, oh my God, he has one wiggling toe. That gives everything else hope because if you have one wiggling toe, you are then capable of full recovery. You can Maury learn this because your wiggling toe, and I discovered this years ago, is Maury knows he's memorized all the letters in order on a keyboard. And I don't even know that. Oh, shoot. So much so that he knows the poem that does it. So, Maury, your Wiggling Toe is what? Quiet, Aunt Zelda. Willie sits, exams. Every dad
2: cares. Run from Vicky to get Betty. Young Harry never uses Joe's money. I'm King, comma. Oh, Lloyd, stop, please.
4: Right. Okay. Damn! (laughs) Wiggling Toe. Now, Maury, (laughs) do the alphabet backwards. Z W X Y Z,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but there is hope. There is hope somewhere.
1: (laughs) There's hope. Yeah,
8: the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
4: They say that morning people are happier overall than people who stay up late.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, but when did they ask them this? In the morning, of course. Nighttime people aren't going to be happy in the morning. (laughs)
4: Mm, 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 mm. You're one of the rare birds. More where you wake up super early on Monday to Friday, and then on Saturday and Sunday, you always sleep in until what time? Noon. Noon. Sometimes two in the afternoon. Yeah. It's the, and then you wake up. You have breakfast and then go have a nap. Yeah, I would take myself to the emergency <laughs> room if I ever woke up at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah, I'd be like, immediately put me on some sort of bone marrow list. <laughs> <laughs> like something's wrong with me. <clears throat> i going to need a donor. I don't I even need, know. I need blood. Yeah, I need blood. I need something. <laughs> Sleep until too. I uh, know they say just because you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning uh, doesn't mean that you're a morning person. Um, If you are a morning person, here's some good news for you. According to a new study, morning people are happier overall than people who are like night owls. Really? So the early risers tend to be happier than the people who stay up late at night.
1: I think because... Or, sorry, does it say in the article why?
4: Uh, they also say that you have a, um, uh, if you stay up late, if you're one of those sort of night owls, uh, they say, according to their research, that you also have a higher risk of uh, depression. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know why. I, I think that I, I would say this because. The mornings are sort of neutral, and I enjoy, like I really, really cherish the time when I'm up on a Saturday or Sunday and the rest of the world is sleeping. Mm-hmm. I love that. If I get up at like a 5.30 or 6 o'clock on a Saturday morning in the summer, and I have hours before the rest of the world sort of wakes up, I love that time. Where when I start thinking of the, the nighttime hours, everything, some of the greatest and some of the worst things that have ever happened to me in my life have happened between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m., <laughs>
1: Wow. Okay. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah. Right. That's a lot of stuff. I've had some (laughs) wonderful stuff happen to me between 11 Uh p.m. and 2 a.m. I've also had some really terrible things. (laughs) Right. Between 11 p.m. and 2 p.m. But early in the morning, though, I've never had anything terrible happen to me at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. And birds are
2: chirping in the morning, not at night. Yes. Right. Like it's just. I I... think
1: I feel like later in the day, you're on a time crunch. Like things need to get done. You keep thinking about all these things that you need to get done before you go to bed right? or shows you want to watch or catch up on or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I feel like, because for me, I'm also a morning person and I like getting up early because I look ahead to my day. Okay, what needs to get done? And I will prioritize and get that stuff
4: done nice and early right. so then I have the rest of the day to relax and chill. I think, I think you're onto something there because uh, I've never thought... Waking up at six o'clock on a Saturday, I've never said, Oh God, I'm going to pay for this tonight. But if I stay up until two o'clock when I really should be in bed, oh, yeah. I've often thought, Oh God, you're going to pay for this tomorrow. Yeah. And for you sure. do. For and sure. you really do. Like there's a there's a sort of sense of danger of staying up late. I'll and tell it comes with a little tiny bit of regret. Because of the darkness, which is scary. No, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you,
1: when it hits me, yeah. it's once a year when it really, really hits me. Go. Is the Monday after WrestleMania. <laughs> That's not on this list, by the way. Because WrestleMania, the pay per view starts at like 7 o'clock, right? And it goes until like midnight. And my alarm goes off at 3 o'clock. So when I hit the power button on my remote to turn the television off at midnight, and I do that math in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sleep for three hours, then get up and go to work.
2: By the time I get here, what, Ruined. What I days? guess I could say the same thing about the Tony Awards. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, I'm going to need to know what date the Tonys are this year and what the WrestleMania is this year because we need to book some holiday time on the following Monday. Uh-huh. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
7: All right.
4: All right. Uh, so my favorite parts of the podcast. I really love it. Ah, uh, hey Mocha. Yes. Are you ready?
14: Yeah. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and Kiss ninety two five news break.
4: Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody loses its GLAAD Award nomination over the recent Brian uh, Singer accusations and of course the accusations that have happened over the years. Uh, this is what GLAAD had said. Bohemian Rhapsody has been removed as a best original film nominee at this year's GLAAD Media Awards following new accusations of sexual assault and misconduct against director Brian Singer. In light of the latest allegations against director Brian Singer, GLAAD has made the difficult decision to remove Bohemian Rhapsody from contention. Wow. Uh, wide release category this year. This week's story in the Atlantic documenting unspeakable harms endured by young men and teenage boys brought to light a reality that cannot be ignored or even uh, rewarded. So that's the question is you know, the hundreds of people that worked on this movie now all have to deal with the consequences yeah. of Brian Singer and then they won't in turn be rewarded for a movie that really is if there is any movie this year that was right up the glad category, it was that you know, one. It was it was that one. It's Freddie. It's Freddie Mercury. Um, Brian Singer called the Atlantic story a uh, homophobic smear campaign. But this is like when you were in school. Remember when like one kid would pull the fire alarm, oh. and then and then everyone in your class would have to miss a recess yeah. and sit there and get a lecture from the teacher on why you shouldn't pull the fire alarm. Yeah. You know, not that it's the exact same thing, but everybody suffers because of one thing that one person did. Like I don't, I know. Jeez, it's tough. It's yeah. this is a tough one. How do you feel about this, Maury? I did you see I Bohemian Rhapsody?
2: I loved it. I've seen it twice
4: now. Okay, but what are your feelings of the 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 fact that with Brian Singer? I don't think that everybody should be penalized
2: for a mo- for what what he's doing. The movie is an incredible LGBT but he, film. But he
4: directed it, though.
2: Absolutely, but why should everybody and why should the film suffer for what he did? What he did, if true, is wrong, right. but the film is fantastic. But, sure, he directed it, but what about Rami Malek? He didn't do anything wrong. What about everybody but, else in the film?
4: But then there's the argument to be made for even something like Lady Gaga, when Lady Gaga did that track in 2013 with R. Kelly, should have known... The years and years and years of accusations against him. Absolutely. These accusations have been around for Brian Singer for years and years and years, and yet people still choose to work with him. That's where things sort of start to get I murky. Mean, honestly, and how do you? How everybody do you, else involved? Yeah. They're probably like, "Listen, it's a paycheck for me." Yeah. Yeah no I I get that right? I get that but how do I you reward work. how do you reward Bohemian Rhapsody so without rewarding away the, the all the awards it's won? should they take know. all that I don't know I know I know but uh so that's the that's the story from glad which is uh which is big uh, NFL their first male cheerleaders are going to make their appearance in the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Oh, yeah? The men made history last year when they joined the LA Rams squad and will do so again at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but there's a twist on this. Mm. Uh, as members of the Rams spirit squad, Quentin Perrin and Napoleon Ginny's will be the first men to perform at an NFL cheerleading squad during a Super Bowl. Now, men on the field with all-women squads is not new. Uh, both Baltimore Ravens and Indianapolis Colts Colts have men on the field to help the cheerleaders do their stunts. However, yeah. Napoleon and Quentin <laughs> Napoleon. are the only two men to actually do the choreography with the women. Oh. So they're They're not just there for support. No, they're part of the dance troupe. We have right. that with the
2: Raptors. It was the first year with men dancing, really?
4: the dance troupe as well. So yeah, so this is going to be a big thing at the uh at the Super Bowl and uh the two men on Good Morning America said that uh, it felt like a fairy tale. Napoleon though, eh? <laughs> yeah, Napoleon, Quentin and Napoleon. <laughs> Great names, <laughs> fantastic names. Napoleon. I know you can't help it. Uh, skinny jeans. Let's talk skinny jeans. Now, I don't mean like your favorite topic. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean jeans with a G, homie. What? Scientists say that they've discovered the secret behind why some people are skinny while others pile on the pounds very easily. Their work reveals newly discovered genetic regions linked to being slim. The international team say that this supports the idea that for some people, being thin has more to do with inheriting a quote lucky set of genes than having a perfect diet or lifestyle in the past decades researchers have found hundreds of genetic changes that increase the chances for a person being overweight uh, but there's been very much less focus on genes that make people thin so a lot of this research that is done yeah is just always on what the overweight problem because it is a problem and it's an epidemic. But nobody ever concentrates on why people are just inherently thin who can eat anything and do anything. Like me. And like you. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the gene? Go on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So I don't even need to go on. You know no, all about this thing. Yeah. I yeah. Okay. yeah, I figured.
8: The Rosin Mocha Show Podcast.
4: Uh, the Recording Academy is denying the authenticity of the leaked Grammy winners. This was a video that came out last night. Not pictures, but a video, and it was somebody filming uh, with their phone the Grammy's website, the Academy's website, where the list of winners were apparently posted. According to the leak, Cardi B is scheduled to win record of the year. Damn! For I like it. Uh, her self-titled debut album is expected to beat Cardi B, Brandy Uh, Carlisle, Drake, Post Malone, and Janelle Molnay for album of the year. Serious. And a star is born. Performers Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga are believed to be walking home with the Grammy for song of the year. Now, the fact that the leaked information was video and not stills, because you can easily Photoshop those, but it's somebody on what seems to be a Grammy website, like they're showing it all. Yeah. Uh,
1: the, was it, wait, was it a leak on the.? or Not a it leak. Was a, sorry, it was apparently
4: a posted. Yeah. So the Grammys, the Academy says, not true, completely false. Yeah, Our team right. doesn't have the list of winners until the day of, and uh, they update winners as they're announced in real time. The Academy also tells People Magazine that the Grammy Awards results are not shared, even with re- recording Academy staff members, until the day of the Grammy Awards ceremony, when names of the recipients are delivered by Deloitte and Touche sh- in sealed envelopes. So. What do you think? Think it's... Well, I'm telling you, man. This could because they said this a couple of years ago. There was a story a few years ago where they said that some of the Grammys uh, winners were leaked, and it was completely off. Like it wasn't yeah. even it wasn't even close. But this is.
2: Well, like, what they said happened is here odd. is that somebody went to the HTML of the website and was able to like for their video spoof it where you ju- they just changed the text just to go viral kind of thing.
12: Well,
4: anyways, we'll find out on Feb tenth on I'll, City TV. I'll tell you, man, if her winds up walking away with uh, everything album, with with uh, album of the year, then. Uh, People are going to lose their minds, man. Yeah. Kendall Jenner, Bella Hadid are to be subpoenaed after promoting the Fire Festival. So, <gasps> much like the R. Kelly documentary on Lifetime, this Fire Festival is now um, stirring up a whole bunch of new lawsuits. So, the models are being subpoenaed in the wake of uh, the Fire Festival. According to People magazine, the, mod- the models, as well as Haley Baldwin and Emily Ratajkowski, will no. be called to court after promoting the festival by appearing in that super cool video that they all did down in the Bahamas on cool Pablo video. Escobar's Island. And specifically the models will be forced to reveal how much they were paid oh. to be in the video. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I need to know that, that
1: <laughs> dollar be amount.
4: awesome. Uh, Kate Hudson is ripping a report that she is using a, quote, genderless approach to raise her daughter. So she did an interview with AOL that came out last week. AOL
1: and is still a thing?
4: Yeah. And Kate had said, I think you just raise your kids individually regardless, like a genderless approach, quote unquote. That was in the January 18th. She said, we still don't know what she's going to identify as. So everybody was like, she's raising the kid genderless. And it made headlines. And then Kate, On her own social media late yesterday, Kate wrote this. Dear all my friends, fans, and others who read this, recently someone asked me something along the lines of if having and raising a girl is different from boys. My response was simple not really. This whole clickbait tactic of saying I'm raising my daughter to be quote genderless is silly and frankly doesn't even make sense. I raise and will continue to raise my children both boys and girls to feel free to be exactly who they want to be to feel confident in their life choices and feel loved and supported no matter what. Me saying a quote genderless approach was a way of refocusing the conversation in a direction that could exist outside of the female stereotype. It Mm. just felt a little antique to me. Not all girls want to be princesses. Some want to be kings, and that's fine by me. I recognize some want to take the headline earnestly as if I have some new age method of raising my kids, and I really do hate disappointing people, but I don't. I just try to raise my kids to be good people, with the best tools to face the big, crazy world. And if they grow up and identify with something different than what others want to identify them as, mama is cool with that. I keep it simple because as we all know, raising kids is anything but. Much love, Kate. So that was Kate Hudson trying to uh, clear up that mess. Uh, Jesse Smollett, God, this story is just horrific, man. I'm sure you heard all about it yesterday. I don't want to go into too, too many details, but I think that you have to in order to tell the story. Um, in Chicago, the other night, he was coming out of... Um, he just went for dinner. It was late. It was like 2 a.m. And I guess it was two guys that approached him and started kicking him, and they put a noose around his neck, and then they God. poured bleach on him. And they, uh, the, the story was that they... One of them yelled, this is MAGA country. And then... You didn't want to jump too hard on that because that is exactly one of those things that somebody says and then it turns out to not be true. But then the cops actually went back to Jesse uh, in the hospital and asked him to confirm that. And they said that he, in fact, did confirm that. So we can now say that that's one of the things that they shouted at him. Um, And not that long before last week at the Fox Studios in Chicago, there was a letter sent to him That looked like something out of a movie where they cut letters out of like magazines and they taped them all together that said, You will die, black, F word for gay person. Oh my God. Um, And Dammit Maury talked to uh, Chicago PD's Anthony Guglielmi to find out if they have any indication that those two. Instances are related. Now,
2: is this incident tied into any other incidents, or was this completely random?
4: Well, I
6: think we're going to stop short of saying that uh, we do have an earlier incident in which the show was allegedly targeted with a letter, a threatening letter. That letter was laced with a powdery substance that turned out to be acetaminophen. Uh, The FBI has taken over that portion of the investigation, and at this early stage in, in our investigation, it's unclear uh if these two incidents are related. And quite frankly at this point, we still have not been able to find independent evidence to corroborate the the allegations yet or to put out a description to the public, which we really hope to be able to do.
4: And uh Empire creator Lee Daniels um had this message for Jesse.
6: You didn't deserve nor anybody deserves to have a noose put around your neck, to have bleach thrown on you, to be called die thy- or whatever they said to you. You are better than that. We are we are better than that. America is better than that. It starts at home, yo. We have to love each other regardless of what sexual orientation we are because it shows that we are united on a united front and no racist f- can come in and do the things that they did to you. Hold your head up, Jesse. I'm with you. I'll be there
4: in a minute. It's just another f- Day in america and um there was a picture released from uh, a facetime conversation that lee daniels had with jesse um when jesse was in the hospital his hospital bed yeah and i i mean he doesn't like he looks like he's going to be okay like he's not that banged up yeah. i'm sure i mean in whatever they did he's, he's got broken this and, and everything else but you know he when you when you see him it's uh it, it's it's like thank god um as far as his concert on Saturday in Los Angeles at the Troubadour, everything still seems to be a go for Jesse. Oh, yeah? Um, the organizers and the venue have said that they have not heard anything yet as far as rescheduling. So as it is right now, he has a concert uh, mm. at the Troubadour in L.A. on Saturday night, and they say that it's uh, it's still a go. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Juno nominees came out yesterday. No Drake. But no Drake for a reason? Possibly. Last year, we know that he didn't submit his stuff for Junos or Grammys. No. For right? more life, he did not. And the story is that Drake is still super pissed at the Junos for 2011. Because in 2011, Drake was shut out for all six categories that he was nominated for. But this was also the year he hosted. Ooh. right? That's a diss. That
1: right? Like Somebody at the Junos, I think, should have been fired for that. But what can you do? It's voting. You can't manipulate the votes. I know, but... I don't know. I saw some of those categories. There's no way... Yeah. Listen, no disrespect <laughs> to the other artists, but we're talking about, you know, the the, the biggest rapper, biggest entertainer in the world yeah. who breaks records... Almost on a weekly, yeah. if not monthly basis. But this was for,
14: 2011,
1: though. It was 2011. I had a hot album. Back I know, but then. it was 2011.
4: Hotline Bling. I no, no. I not that wasn't 2011. Hotline Bling. No, 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 no. This what album was that? This is, that's like you're going back 2011. You're going back oh, like, to. Um, Uh, let's go, we're going home. Yeah, yeah, you're going back that far. No, I agree with you, but yeah, so some people say that that's why he's still pissed at the Junos. I would be too. Yeah, um, but uh, so no Drake. How many days would you say, or how often in a day would you say you're bored? In a day? Yeah, how often in a day? And this includes, Uh, this can be uh, time at work doing boring things, time at home doing boring things, or just sitting around staring at your phone. Like like twice. Like you can say like twice. So like how many minutes would you say in a day you're bored? Like maybe 30 minutes? Maury, Like six hours? Like six hours. Okay, there you go. That's quite the difference between the two of you. Says a lot. Uh, According to a new study, they say we spend 131 total days every year feeling bored. Wow. That is more than one-third of every year we're wasting time being bored. Here's how the math works. The average person said that they spend around 60 and a half hours a week doing stuff that's boring.
14: Holy God. At work
4: or at home, what? or just sitting around. Sixty
14: plus hours. Sixty well, think hours if,
4: a week. If you're listening
2: to like your your partner talk. You're listening to somebody <laughs> over talk. <laughs> uh-huh. Like those yeah. minutes
4: count. Ugh. Oh my God. This is the saddest God. study I've ever. Let me get to this part, man. They interviewed some real sad people for this. The study also found that three quarters of adults say that they miss parts of their childhood. Oh, especially oh spending time with your friends, having fewer responsibilities, and going to birthday parties. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 they interviewed some sad people oh, for this, man. no. Some sad, boring lives. Oh. But yes, yeah, 60 and a half hours a week is what they say uh, you'll be, uh, be, most people in this survey say that they spend time uh, doing boring things. Uh, Matt Reeves, The Batman gets a June 2021 release date. What? So the studio has... Uh but no Ben Affleck, right? No Ben Affleck. So they're going to let Matt Reeves pick his own Batman. Uh, the story goes that he wants to go with a much younger Batman, but the studio execs still mm-hmm. are not sold on the idea of him being in his mid-20s. They may still want to go with a slightly older Batman, but they're apparently very happy with what Reeves has turned in so far. Also, the studio has announced um, the r- release date for the reboot of Suicide Squad. And James a Gun- reboot already? Yeah, so yeah, I know. Uh, but that, the, I know. First, the,
1: the other one just came out like almost three years ago. Yeah,
4: so it's so going to reboot a, it again. Yeah, James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy uh, was writing the script and is now currently in talks to direct. Okay, Suicide Squad. I have a
1: question about all- DC Cinematic Universe. Yes, is a mess. It's a mess. Okay, will this new Batman, the one that's being released in twenty twenty one. Is it its own standalone thing yes. completely outside of the cinematic universe as we know it right now? Or will it continue with the Superman, Batman, the Justice League, and that kind of timeline universe?
4: Okay, so here is the complication with that: is This standalone Batman movie was supposed to be the standalone Batman movie that Ben Affleck wrote and directed. Remember when they gave oh. him a Batman movie? Yes, and then okay. he was like, no, I don't want it. And, and like, then I'm he went that. through all this stuff, and he went to rehab and everything else, yeah. and uh, Justice League and the Batman didn't do as well as they thought it was going to, and all, all of this other stuff. Right. So this was supposed to be the standalone Ben Affleck Batman movie, which, yes, then would have tied into all the everything. other things that they had going on, but now with Reeves writing and directing and wanting to cast a much younger Batman, I can't see how this fits into oh, God. the DC universe as it currently is. So then that begs the question, do they then have to find a second Batman to take over with all the Justice League storylines? Yes. Or can you use that same Batman and just make him much younger? Like he will then become like the age of the Flash. No, that's weird. That's weird. Where he wouldn't be this veteran who has already conquered the crime in Gotham and is now trying to help out the world. This Batman will be a Batman that is just starting out. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) DC, y'all got to fix yourselves, man.
8: The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
4: Uh, Kate Middleton, sorry, Megan Markle and Kate Middleton, their reported feud is getting a TLC special. What? Yes, sir. No. Yes, sir. Tuesday, Feb 5th at 10 p.m. It's called... Kate v Megan, princesses at war.
10: <laughs>
4: here's the. uh yes. Here's their trailer.
10: Recently, reports
0: of a royal rift between Megan and Kate have hit the front pages. Megan, if she did have a weak bridezilla moment, she wouldn't be the first bride to have experienced that.
5: Stories emerged of drama at a bridesmaid dress fitting.
1: The future queen of England was in tears over what Megan had said to her. Oh. Uh, uh, Come on. Listen, I don't believe there's a real feud, but I will tell you this. I'm going to watch on Feb. 5th.
8: (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
4: Hey, can anybody confirm 100% that Ariana Grande's new tattoo uh, reads barbecue grill? She got a Japanese tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And she posted about it and then I guess she deleted it and said that she couldn't handle the pain and then somebody pointed out that what she had thus far on her hand reads barbecue grill. But I'm hearing other people say it's something different. I'm like that that was a goof that it reads barbecue grill. Check on that for me. But anyway, I really hope that she did get a tattoo that reads barbecue grill because that would be amazing. Roses and Mocha Q&A. Is
1: that time? Our favorite time, your favorite time, a podcast exclusive. This is Ask Roz and Mocha every week on Instagram at Kiss925. We'll post a picture that simply reads, Ask Raz and Mocha. Yeah. You load up that comment section. We'll go through these questions and also talk to Nadia, who asked a question this week. How are you, Nadia? Good, how are you? Doing great. Thank you for joining us on the podcast.
5: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm like I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Love you guys.
4: Uh, Nadia, what is your question?
5: My question is, is there anything that you did as a kid or a teen that as an adult you still feel bad about.
4: Ooh. Oh, man. For example?
5: Um, okay, so when I was 18, I helped a friend lie to her parents so she could spend the night with her boyfriend. Mm. And I still feel bad about that, partially, well, mostly <laughs> because they're nice people, but also because we almost got caught.
4: So you feel bad for lying to your friend's parents so she can stay <laughs> with her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes,
9: yeah, so it's a bit like, Twenty five years
4: ago. Oh, so how old are you now?
9: I'm in my forties. And when did Oh this- my god And, <laughs> <laughs> and this happened twenty five years ago? Yeah,
4: pretty much. Oh. Whenever I whenever I see them I still feel this <sighs> pang of guilt. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean yeah. I-, I did so much lying when I was younger, but I didn't I didn't really lie to my parents. I, I lied to women. And okay it's just, just about my age and like, oh, it, was, no. like it was just so it, it was my the thing that i realize now and if if i do have any regret cuz i don't really carry a lot of regret but the thing that i am very aware now is that when i was going through a very rebellious stage not destructive i wasn't hurting anyone but i was like Every stereotype that you would see in an 80s movie of a young dude, like that was me, right? And the thing that I realize now, and my parents were terrified. My parents were terrified that I was going to run off with one of these older women that I was hanging around with Mm -hmm. and they'd never see me again. And the regret that I have or what I'm very aware of now and having my own kid is that she's nine and time goes Mm -hmm. by. Like that. It goes by so fast, and you realize how little time you actually have with your kids in your house. And I can't believe that I used those precious years, and for two of them, I put my parents through hell. Because you really? don't get a lot. You don't yeah. get a lot of those years. But for two years, I made them really, really worry where, they could, where we couldn't enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we couldn't have the fun like we used to because they were just so worried where I was going and what I was doing and the path that I was on. That given what I know now with Roxy, that I feel terrible that I took away those two years from my mom and dad. They still loved mm-hmm. me and everything else. Like we still did all the things, yeah. but they were really like they were on edge every time. Really, like, yeah. It was my my life was like I was thirteen, dating twenty year olds. Damn, right? my goodness. Yeah, like it, it was. It was crazy. And they were really worried. And then with that, you know, a twenty-year-old has friends that are twenty, but a twenty-year-old also has friends that are older. And so mm-hmm. the, my peer group then became the young kids that I went to school with. And then when I was with her, she was nineteen when we met, and some of her friends were late twenties. Oh, so, damn! So this was the group that I was, and but none of them knew how old I was because I lied to all of them.
2: Yeah. Is that why you're so smart no. now?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. So 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 if I have any regret, it's that. It's taking those two years away from from what could have been wonderful years with my mom and dad. What about you, Mocha?
1: Oh, have I ever told you guys the story of when I got arrested? No. I never told the
4: story? No, what'd you get arrested for? And I had to go to court? No. I,
1: okay. I thought I told the
4: Do you have a record right now or was this when you were young?
1: Um, I think it might have been erased. <laughs> Okay, I don't think so, I still have a record. Okay, go. Working
4: with a felon. Yeah, go. This is awesome.
1: Okay, so I was 16 years old. Yeah. I just got my first job working at the Bay at Scarborough Town Center. Okay. And I went to the mall early before my shift started at 6 p.m. Just so I can hang out, go have something to eat. Yeah. Walk around the mall. I walk into HMV and I steal a CD and I get caught oh yeah walking out the store undercover security came grabbed me took me to the back of the hmv store right and i had to call my mom and this is the dead of winter and my mom had to come to the store yeah with my sisters who were like super super little and get me yeah i still went and worked at the bay. You pulled your shift. I still pulled really? my shift, and I was like an hour and a half late. Wow. And I just told them that because the weather was so bad, I missed my bus, and then the bus was late, so I lied to them. So I felt terrible about that. And then I felt bad because it was the only time, because when I got home, I got in so much trouble, and it was the only time in my entire life that I saw my father cry. Oh,
2: no. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Because I was sitting in my bedroom, and I'll never forget, he was standing at the entrance of the door, Yeah. and he said to me, I don't know where I went wrong with you. (sighs) And he closed the door, and he was crying. And I was like, oh, my God.
4: You broke your father's heart.
1: I did. And I had to go to court, and I had to, part of my punishment was I had to, Like write an essay on stealing and why it's bad to steal. (laughs) And the worst part is that we were going on vacation, family vacation to Florida. So on my March break, family vacation to Florida... I had to spend that time writing an essay uh, for the judge. <laughs> and I was on like, probation. I had to go, I had a
4: probation officer. I had to go see. For a CD? For a yes. CD. Do you remember what the CD was? Jodeci. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, wow. Such a good CD you too. Have it? Uh, did no, you I- ever, did you ever buy it after that or No. I think I did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: Oh wow, that's tough. Yeah, so uh, Maury, do you have anything?
2: I was just gonna tell the story about when I stole a guy's underwear.
4: Oh wow. Damn. But next question. But you regret that? (laughs) Obviously.
2: Yeah, because I mean I was much younger, whatever, it was the hot guy and I just stole his underwear. What do you
4: mean you stole his underwear? Like I
2: put it in my it was when we were in overnight camp and I put it in my bag or something so
4: I could take it. You were a child? Okay. I was like a, I was like, like, a teen so you were a teen at overnight camp and what you rummaged through his thing found a pair of his underpants and put them in your bag and took them home
2: yeah what'd you do with them
4: when they were home
2: like at, the, at that point I was like I'll just throw them out but like I was but like but you
4: didn't so what'd you do with them
2: they kept them in my underwear drawer at the back for a while. Right, yeah. <laughs> still now? Like, still, no. lying. Oh. still lying. <laughs>
4: still lying. Still lying, right? I
1: know. Still lying. <laughs> hey, Nadia, thanks so much. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Love your show. Uh, you're thank the best. you for joining us. Appreciate it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Melissa me. asks, can we change the name of the show to the ultimate smooth, cool man show? <laughs> no, you can't. I <laughs> think <laughs> that's directed at you, Ross.
4: Yeah, I thanks. could be wrong. No, you can't. <laughs> uh, Gali- Galissa Bonnie writes, uh, did your wife slash partner have any weird cravings while they were pregnant? Hmm. I don't
1: think Jenna had any weird cravings. She was overly tired. Mm -hmm. That was like the biggest change. Um, And we slept like all the time. Really, I loved it because I'm just like the hours that we work, I'm tired early in the day. So when I'd get home, she'd be like, I'm so tired. I think... I'm gonna go take a nap. I'll be like, all right, cool. Or it'd be like seven o'clock at night, and she's like, "I'm super, super tired. Are you cool if we go to bed?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" That was the only real big change. But in terms of cravings for food,
4: nothing. She huh? didn't
1: really have anything that she wouldn't normally eat.
4: Really? Yeah. See, we Did always, Catherine? Have oh my god! We always craving? tell we always tell Roxy that she's made out of ham and Swiss on a ciabatta <laughs> because. Yeah. From the moment Catherine got pregnant until she had Roxy three times a day, yeah. she would eat ham and Swiss on a ciabatta. Yeah. Yeah. It was always, and that's the only thing she ate. It's all she wanted. And and that, when she, the whole time she was making Roxy, building a human, what was fueling Catherine was ham and Swiss on ciabatta.
1: Nice. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I, when you said that, Jenna, for a few times out of the ordinary- Ordinary, quote unquote, she was pregnant. Um, she did have a craving, and it was a spicy chicken sandwich
2: from Wendy's. There you go. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don't you wish we got pregnancy cravings?
4: No, Maury. <laughs> First of all, Maury, you pregnant would be a nightmare.
1: Also, you do have pregnancy cravings. You <laughs> eat all sorts of nonsense throughout the day.
4: <laughs> Mary asked, do you listen to your podcast and laugh at yourself? Um, I I tend not to listen to the podcast, but I have had to uh, in the past just when I was checking on things. And no, I don't listen to myself. What I do is I will hear things that I didn't hear either Mocha or Maury say during the show because you're concentrating so hard on other things that I miss a lot. I miss a lot of little comments. And so I will laugh at that because I'm hearing things for the first time. But no, I don't generally...
1: Once in a while,
4: get I'll a listen. a bottle of wine, sit down with headphones on, and dim the lights no. and listen to myself. <laughs>
1: no, like when I'm in the car, driving yeah. home or whatever, yeah. I'll listen for you know, 20, 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. Uh, pretty much for the same reason. Because when we're on the radio, we're in that moment, and yeah. we don't get to experience the show the way the people who listen to our show experience it. So right. I, I try to do that a couple times. Uh, How about
2: you, Maury? I can't because like if I hear myself, I say to myself, self, I wish you said certain words deeper. You know, deeper. so because like, I I love the the voice. I'm uh, obsessed wow. with voice. Okay, yeah. so
1: I love the voice. I'm obsessed with the voice. <laughs> Say that now, deeper.
2: I love the voice. I'm obsessed with the voice. Deeper. I'm in love with the voice. I'm obsessed with the voice. No, deeper. I'm in love with the voice. I'm obsessed with the voice. Roz looks bored. I am bored. I'm going through other questions (laughs) right now.
1: (laughs) John asks this. uh, If you could have your child or future child experience something from your childhood, be it a TV show, a food item, uh, something that isn't around anymore, or an event like a sporting moment or world moment, Mm -hmm. what would that be and why? For example... I would like my son to experience old school G.I. Joe cartoons because I I want them to watch their PSA at the end of the episode. That's how I first learned how you stop a nosebleed.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez, Uh, man. You know what?
1: I like this question. Yeah. And I have an answer because I know that you can't do this in school anymore. And I mean, my son's only a year and a half, so uh, he's not in school yet. Yeah but you're not allowed to trade food. I found out. Yeah, you're not. Actually, I think I learned that from you,
4: Roz. Yeah, no, no you're more not allowed tradesies. to trade food no more tradesies.
1: in school anymore. Yeah. And I think growing up, that was like one of my fondest memories because you yeah. link with your, your friends. And you're like, would you get for lunch? Would you get, okay, I have this. Do you want to trade like half of my sandwich for half of your sandwich? I have, you know, Doritos. You have Ooh. salt and vinegar. Do you want to trade a couple?
4: Dude, there's schools that won't even allow you to bring Doritos or salt and vinegar. What? Schools have no chip policies, no junk food policies. They're all in a health thing. Yes. No. Yes, healthy snacks.
1: So I can't send Cruz to school with like a Dr. Pepper and be like, listen, if somebody has a Cherry Coke, you may want to trade
4: that... No. just for one day no also when did you grow up 54 a dr pepper for a cherry coke <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> oh. what are we going to the malt shop after school <laughs> oh, they still sell those now are you kidding nobody me? drinks dr pepper and cherry coke oh my god dude oh don't even first get of me all, i love dr. Pepper, dr pepper and cherry coke is so good no you're full of it swear no, nobody drinks dr pepper or cherry coke I've never seen Cherry
3: Coke. Are you serious? Dr. Pepper, yes.
4: Everybody drinks Dr. Pepper. What do you mean everybody drinks Dr. Pepper? I've never casually seen somebody drinking a Dr. Pepper. I've been around I've been around kids and all. That okay, Dr. stop <laughs> it right there. Yeah,
7: you're done, you're done. All right. You're all right, done. All right. All right.
4: All
2: right. Uh, yeah. Do they even do the anthem anymore at yeah, school? Do
4: you still have uh, Nintendo in your van or no? Yeah. You took that out? <laughs> I have Nintendo and Dr. Pepper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Does that interest you? Do they still do the anthem at schools?
4: Yes, the they do. Canadian do they anthem? do the yeah. morning workout? The morning workout. When I
2: was in school, you used to have to do. They would put on a, a tape, and you'd have to do the morning calisthenics.
4: Like what? Like jumping jacks, jumping and stuff jacks, in the class? and
2: twisting. And no, jokes. but I,
4: I will say this: that kids are far more active in school. Like there's a far more emphasis put on just getting rid of and expelling kinetic energy. Like they they understand that now. It's not just for gym. Like your homeroom teacher will always make sure that kids, you know, are getting that energy out, getting the wiggles out.
1: Uh, John asks. The same one that asked about this uh, ex- if you can have your child experience something from your childhood mm-hmm. says, less serious question build the perfect ice cream sundae for <laughs> yourself. <Shut up. laughs>
4: Uh, first, I don't like ice cream. I don't like sweets, so what? I would have to say chips. Really? Yeah. Not even
1: if I offered you like a uh, Dr. Pepper flavored ice cream.
4: <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs>
2: also, there's such a thing.
4: Yeah. No, I don't like, uh, I'm not a fan of ice cream. Vanilla oh. ice cream, a little tiny bit of vanilla ice cream every now and then, I'm totally fine with, but yeah, I with don't, I don't build a sundae. Cherry though.
2: sauce on top, nuts, cherry sauce. fudge sauce, um, Oreo, crushed Oreo, crushed Kit Kat.
4: Okay. Well, Here good is girl. mine.
2: Yeah. Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream. Okay. Drizzled caramel.
1: Chocolate chips. All right. Mini peanut butter cups. I hear you. And score
4: bits. Yes. Score bits. Yeah. What's this? What's in a score bar? What's that taste like?
1: That's um like toffee, like caramel toffee. Yeah. Yeah. It's
4: oh, good. Oh my god, dude. Really? Yeah.
1: My ultimate. Sunday I don't eat, right See,
4: there. I don't eat that stuff.
1: Um. Okay. Here we go. Max asks this question: What is the longest friendship you guys have ever had?
2: Well, uh, I'll go. Go ahead. I'm not friends with anyone anymore from back in the day, but my I. Longest friendship would have to be um, either my friend Wendy or Lorne. But you're not friends with them anymore. No, no, but that would be the longest.
4: So how long were those friendships?
2: Those friendship. Lorne was the longest for like... Ten years? Yeah. And I guess in Wendy, the same, ten years.
4: But what are we talking Is a friend? like Because I still have people that I would be friendly with if I saw them, but we don't actively spend time together. And sometimes, mm. in some cases, it's been years. So I would consider them to be not friends. Okay. You would be friendly with them.
1: What about someone that you uh, constantly, or let's say occasionally, yeah. keep in touch with? You guys will text each other, uh, maybe get on a phone call once in a while. Not necessarily get together physically for lunch or dinner or anything like that. My good
2: friend John from Montreal. I've known him now for 15 years and we text and stuff all the time. He used to live here and we go for breakfast or something like that. He lives in Montreal. So yeah, so there.
4: Um, I would say that my longest friendship right now, I have two friends. uh, My buddy Frank and my buddy Carl. And I met them right before I started ET Canada. So what's that, 15 Mm -hmm. years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 15 years. Oh, okay. 15, 15. And then people that I had, I had great friends years ago and for various reasons, we broke up like full split, not even casually saying hello or anything anymore. I've broken up with, I'm like a woman in that sense where you just break up with friends. We went through, there were some things where these friendships were really, really strained. Yeah. And I realized that my life was a much better place with them not in it. And every now and then, one of them reaches out and I fully ignore them. Can I tell you? Yeah.
1: Honestly? Yeah. Everything that you described just now? Yeah. I've been going through the past year and a half. Have you? Yep. Yeah. Where same thing, they reach out. I'm like, yeah. nope. No. Nope. Done. <laughs> My longest friendship, and this is somebody I keep in touch with on the regular. Is my friend, Neil, that I met in grade three. Really? Yeah, so. Holy. 30, that's 34 years. That's my longest friendship. Yeah. And we've never had a problem with each other. No matter where in the country I moved for work purposes, he always, always kept in touch. Always, always checked in. And even now, like, we'll text each other. Really? At least once a week. Or maybe like once every other week.
4: That's incredible. Yeah, thirty-four so years. Wow. Yeah. So double what mine is. Yeah, wow. Wow. that's incredible. Can you count your like husband or wife in this? No. Uh, well, I was thinking about Catherine because I met Catherine just before. Actually, no, I met Frank first. So yeah, Frank, my buddy Frank.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, Catherine. Sorry. <laughs> that love. Makes you feel better. I, love I was you. thinking about you too, girl. Yeah,
4: I love you, but <laughs> you're not my oldest friend.
2: <laughs> what else we got, guys? Mm. If you had to take someone on a Valentine's Day date that isn't your spouse, who do you bring? Excuse
4: oh, me. <laughs> What? Is that what? from you, Maury? Did you write that question? <laughs> no, it's by somebody named Mark Manuel. Um, All right,
2: Maury, run down your list because we know you got one. Oh my god. Easy. Hot George from the gym. Uh-huh. Ty from Spin. Uh-huh. Who else? Um, there's a guy that posts shirtless photos that I um, follow. Him maybe. What do you mean you follow him? On like Instagram. Like through the streets?
1: Oh, okay. You're stalking someone. <laughs>
4: yeah exactly <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly the guy to. that I follow I take him out okay uh, before we go let's do this one here um, Brandon writes we're running out of time what is the one thing you miss about being single oh easy <laughs> <laughs> Now you know why I wanted to move on so fast right <laughs>
1: oh my god! Because
4: after Matthew okay. hears the previous yeah. question, yes,
1: yes, right. Lori, and much like the previous <laughs> question, I know you got a list. Yeah. So go oh, ahead. My, just just
2: the the fact that you could, you know, uh, you don't have to report back to somebody if you want to go and party. It's like Bob's your uncle. You'd go and do that uh, if you want to bring someone back. You know, you could do that and you know have some fun, or you could eat whatever you want, uh, you could put whatever you want on the wall, you could do the dishes another day, you can- <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Don't Hold have on. to make the bed. I have to ask you a question. Why am I pause. sweating? <laughs> pause, 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 pause.
1: Okay. When you said put something on the wall,
2: what did you mean? Like you could put whatever art you want on the wall oh, and you, art, don't have to get, okay. you don't have to get approval. Yeah,
4: yeah. Wow, you got a long list, huh? But
2: I love the way you things go. You know what's interesting? Like, you you know, know what's
4: interesting though, more is all the things that you miss are really all the things that you could and really should be doing with your husband, but what you miss is just doing it with other people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like being like having sex and being intimate and going out and partying. Those are all things that you could do with Matthew. Oh, no, 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 not could, no, should. should
2: no, and those are you. fabulous, but don't you ever miss that time of where you're just like, you just pick someone up. What do you mean? Pick someone up physically? You know, like, like no, no, like a one-night stand kind of
4: thing. No, do I have fond memories of that time? Yes, I have some fond memories, but do I miss it? No, I don't miss it. I don't. I don't. I don't miss that. I had. Um, do you miss being able to watch TV at three a.m.? I can still watch TV at three a.m. <laughs> like, like the woman I live with is not. She's not a warden. Like she doesn't. <laughs> She doesn't come down and... <laughs> Apparently, Matthew is. Like, yeah. I g- so you're I not
1: allowed to watch TV at 3 o'clock in the morning if you wanted to.
2: No, it's bedtime. Oh,
4: oh. <laughs> oh wow. Lights out. Lights so, out time. He really is the warden. <laughs> yeah, like, does he just walk down the hall with a, with a nightstick, tapping it off everything <laughs> that, he, that he sees?
2: <laughs> All right, Maury, time for bed. I, right. I miss the ability to have more than one drink. Why can't you have more than one drink? Because then I'm an alcoholic. Oh, right.
1: (laughs) Every week on Instagram, you'll see a picture that reads Ask Razamoka. We post that on Wednesdays. Uh, Again, all you got to do is ask whatever question that you want, as serious or ridiculous as it is in the comment section, and we will uh, try to invite one of you to join us on the podcast to ask your question live. Once again, too, uh, feel free to leave a rating and or review. Share the podcast with everybody that you know. We would love you for it. Uh, Until next week's podcast. Uh, enjoy.
8: Thanks for listening to the Ross and Mocha Show podcast. Catch
0: the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS925. KISS925.com or
8: on the KISS925 app.